probably the most probably the most decorated uh, NYC point guard. I had the luxury uh, to go to school, high school, with, with my man uh, Sham Garwell, but now it's God Sham Garwell, respectfully, uh, coming on the show. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, B, I'm, I'm ready for this one. Uh, I know we had a great interview with Chris, but we got God Sham Garwell. Yeah, this gonna be crazy, man. I mean, we talk about the man, the myth, the legend. You know, yes. he's here. Yes. You know what I mean? We, we got him here, and um, it's it's gonna be definitely special because of the relationship that me and you have with him. Yes. Um, Shan, Shan was a role model to me. Um, you know, now someone who who was it was a, is an inspiration to me, who talks to me daily. You know, gives me advice. So this is gonna be special, man. This is. This is New York City royalty right here coming up. No so doubt. we got to put a red carpet up. Yeah, well, so without further ado, we have God Shamgog. Let's bring him into the stream, y'all. Hey, my brother. <laughs> What's up, my, my brother? How y'all doing? He's here. Look, I he's see y'all doing y'all thing. I see y'all doing y'all thing out there. You know, got the, the corner the corner, the corner going, the corner. corner popping. Thank you, the my corner brother. Popping, you know, where all the conversations going down, man. <laughs> you know? hey, all listen, the, man, all the great you. debates. Thank you. Thank you, you man. Know? How you been? How's the yeah. family? Right. Uh, everybody good, man. Everybody bless you. know, everybody staying safe in the um, pandemic, you know, yeah. doing doing our part to stay safe and just stay out the way, man. Well, you look you look well, yeah. man. And, and we're going to have a good time today. I know we got a little late start, so we're going to get to it. Nah, it's uh, all good. I'm, I'm gonna let BG start it off, but you know my my respect and love for you, Sham, goes all the way in 1992, brother. I, I, oh man, I, I love That's you. Back in the day. I, oh man, Bill, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. I mean, Bill Aber days, the smaller Sal Gemma Second Avenue, and my man was just. All right, listen, we're gonna get to the question. Go ahead, go, BG. My bad. Go. Sham, you here, man? Family, we appreciate you for being on. Yeah, um, no doubt. You know how you know how we rock, but um. We're going to get right into it because the hour is getting late. But um, Shane, talk about um, being in the 90s era, the golden era, um, growing up in Harlem. Um, give, give us a little bit of insight about, you know, your, your uprising and, and how was it being from New York City in that time, in that era, and kind of how you got introduced to basketball um, around that around that time. Um, you know, for me, for people that don't know, you know, I was uh, born in Brooklyn, then I moved oh, to wow. Harlem. I moved to Harlem when I was like eight years old, you know, I was born in Best I was born in Kings County Hospital, and then in Crown, I lived in Crown Heights. And then um, I moved to Harlem when I was like eight or nine years old. And then I had went to, um, my first school I went to in Harlem was PS92. And um, when I first went there, uh, I w- like I ain't never played basketball, you know, for people that, that do know me, you know, my father's a 5% of stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, so when I grew up, you know, I grew up in that atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the atmosphere of having knowledge yourself, you know, and things like that. And, you know, black is proud, black is beautiful, and, you know, things like that. So I used to just be into like wrestling and karate <laughs> and stuff like that because my uh, my pops used to train boxers. You know, he used to train Mark Whelan, you know, for people that know who Mark Whelan is, you know, was a champion before. So I used to just be, in, be into all that. So when I first came to Harlem, I moved to 142nd Street. You know, it's like, it's, it's crazy how, like, things happen for me. I moved to 142nd Street. For people that know, 142nd Street is called Crime Square. Yep. You know, that's like where, where, where everything went down in the 90s. Like, the craziest, like, 
I lived, you know, from 140th Street to uh, 145th Street. It was nothing but like, you know, dudes bringing it, you know. And then me at that time being from Brooklyn, like I'm on that like fighting this that edge, stuff. Yeah, yeah like, you know, I'm coming up there with that edge. You know, liking the gold tooth, you know, the half moon parts and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, you know, and um, so I went to PS ninety two, and when I went to PS ninety two, um. Up until that point, I'd never, like, seen basketball in my life. Like, never even been to the park, courts, none of that stuff. And um, when I went to PS92, I went in the lunchroom. Like, the first week I went in the lunchroom, I'll never forget. It was uh, it was Mason Beth at this time. He wasn't rapping. Wow. And, um, and my boy, Chief, God bless the dead, he got killed later on. They was in uh, the lunchroom, and they was on one knee dribbling between the legs. And it was like, and it was like a lot of like a lot of people around, like you know, seeing who dribbled the longest. And I, I'll never forget uh, my science teacher at the time. You know, that's when that's when you really had to go to school. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> when you really had to go like different classes and yeah. stuff like that. So my science teacher at the time, Mr. Baker, he was like, "Man, you know, everybody be around Mason, think Mason be clowning, but that boy be doing his work. He's a good person to be around." So of course, or now I, I just gravitated to that, right. you know, and um, you know, like I said, I still ain't really know about basketball. I was just like, man, what is you know, what is they doing? Because you know, at this point, the whole school is around them, girls, guys, whatever. So I'm like, oh, that's that's what's happening, you know what I'm saying? Because when I moved to Harlem, like Harlem wasn't on that time, like how Brooklyn was. Like when I lived right. in Brooklyn, like everybody was just fighting things like that. And um, when I moved, when I moved to Harlem, people was like getting money, playing basketball, you know, looking fresh, dressing fresh. And, you know, they just had that mentality, yeah. you know. And um, I'll never forget, um, Mace, uh, me and Mace got cool. And um, uh, our Spanish teacher at that time was the, was the basketball coach, Mr. Hirschberg. And um, like I said, because I trained, like, in boxing and stuff like that, I was, like, real disciplined. Yeah. And so the only thing I could do on the court when I tried out was like play defense. So so like I had made the team because I could play defense. And um he's like, Yeah, hey, you guard the hardest player and stuff like that. So I was like, cool, but I ain't know nothing else. So I used to grab the basketball and just run. Right. Run. <laughs> and and everybody's like, Man, you gotta dribble the ball, dribble the ball. I was like, What are you talking about? I gotta get to the rim. <laughs> so Mason so Mason's like Mason's like, Hey, I'm gonna take you to uh I'm gonna take you to see this game. And I was like, all right, we can go see the game. And he took me to not just a game, he took me probably to the game. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was it was it was 150 Rucker Park. I never heard of it in my life. But it was the day of the All-Star game. You know, and it was uh it was future, Mike Boogie versus Master Rob, and God bless mm -hmm. the dead, Pookie Wilson MVP. So it's like Great. so you gotta understand, you gotta understand this is like the first time I ever seen basketball. Like wow. In a competitive form. So, one, I'm walking in the uh, We go to the park. We trying to get in. We couldn't get in. So, we had, uh, sat on a tree. And we were like on a tree with a big branch. We were looking in the gate. And um, I'll never forget uh, Future at half court. Yeah, opened his legs. And Mike Mike Boogie dribbled through his legs <laughs> like on one knee. At one knee at half court. And I, I just, I just, from that day, like I fell in love with basketball. I just like lost, lost everything that like lost all cool points that was in me. I was like a fan, like 
uh, from that day forth, I, I used to walk around talking about uh, I was future. I was Malloy, <laughs> I was future. And um and, and and at that point I really like I wanted to be him because you know at that point that's when NBA was coming on like once a week and stuff like that and I you know I was already outside so even when it came on CBS or whatever I never I never saw the game right you know what I'm saying? I never saw the game definitely wasn't watching college you know and I didn't know people in high school like that and you know like it was, like I said it was no social media everything was like word of mouth so. I just fell in love with the street ball from there on because, you know, it was like so many girls, so many guys. It was like, it was like they was just famous, but they was, they were famous, but they was like reachable, touchable yeah, and and, yeah. and, things, and stuff like that. So that, that too always stuck with me, you know, as far as me, you know, developing a passion for basketball. And then after that, I just start, you know, working on my craft from that day forth because I, I knew I wasn't really that good. In Beautiful. Take home, Joe. So, so Sham, I mean, um, you spoke about your stuff so, so, so well. Who, who were some of the role models that kind of, when you started to find a love for basketball, who were those role models that kind of kept you grounded to keep stay in that sport? And what? Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like for me, you gotta understand. Uh, like I said, I'm from 142nd Street, and um, you know, between 140th and 145th Street, like that's where like mostly all the ball players come from. That's in Harlem. That was right. that was like making names. So it was like right in that area. So it was like Jerry McCullough, the McCullough brothers, mm-hmm. Arnold, Arnold and Ted Bernard, uh, Sean Arnold, Ron Arnold, the Arnold family, yeah. and at that same time. You know, like I said, I have met, you know, two of my best friends, Melvin McKee, Ziggy, that went to Rice High School and was them, and they took me to a place called Young Life, Salem Church, you know, and I'll never forget. Salem Church is like what we would consider now like the all stars of AU, you know, back then. You know, I'm I'm walking in the gym, it's uh Stefan Marbury, Kareem Reed, Ray for Austin, uh Marquis Pilgrim, for people that don't know who Marquis Pilgrim is, Marquis Pilgrim was like the first Isaiah Thomas. You know, he just got locked up and was in jail a lot most of his life. But he was like, he was like the best basketball player I've ever seen at 12 years old, you yeah. know. And he had went to five star. And I'll never forget, he made the pay because he did one-on-one with Isaiah Thomas at 12 and he shook him to the floor. And, um, <laughs> and wow. And for people in Harlem that know Marquis, Marquis was like the first everything. He's like the first Iverson because like right. he was he was he was twelve. He was playing basketball and football. You know what I'm saying? So he'd play. He'd go get four touchdowns, come back get third, forty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he'd be ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> you know, so it was like he he was like just well rounded. Like in this era, he would be like people would worship him. You know what I'm saying at that age? But um, like I said, you know, God bless the dead, Black Widow. Yeah. You know, um, sure. you know, like I said, Rayford, Kareem, Reed, you know, all of them was like way ahead of me at that time because all of them they played basketball already, right? You know, uh, Cam was super nice, you know, Cameron was super nice, um, Bob Buster Dead, my boy, uh, Huddy Combs, Huddy Six, for people that know Huddy Six, Hud yeah. uh, was nice in basketball, and um, you know, so I was always. I was I was blessed enough to be enriched in in that environment of basketball players. You know For what sure. I'm saying? From com, coming from a place that didn't even know nothing about basketball, right. you yeah. know. And then we had, 
you know, the famous coach that everybody know, Thurman Player. You know, Thurman Player was like, you know, a, a player's coach. So everybody loved him. This is like, this is like right before, like, Riverside and Gauchos, like, blew up. Like, they was really good, but, like, this is before they, like, blew up, blew up, you know. And, um, like, Young Life was, like, the hood team. So everybody wanted to be with Young Life, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, I can't forget, I, um, I was playing, you know, with my family, you know, Storm and Norman All-Stars from St. Nick. And, um, you know, we used to play in the Bird Classic. You know, and I used to, uh, that's when um, Kevin Ch- Kev- Kevin Childs used to run the team and sponsor the team. They had the ball store on 125th Street. And, you know, I used to be over there all the time. You know, just, just you know, it was just, you know, Harlem was just so much love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just so much love. And, you know, they, like I said, they introduced me to basketball. And then I was fans of this, even right. though, like, they was, like, a year older or the same age. I was a fan of, like, Rafe. I was a fan of Cameron. I was a fan of Mace, Kareem Reed, Ziggy, Melvin McKee. I mean, I mean, we used to call Ziggy, Melvin McKee, the Terminator and all that, you know. And um, my boy Steve McDowell, like, I played in the tournament called Lil' East, and they was giving out names. And, you know, that's when I, you know, like I said, I was just, like, in love basketball so much because 55th was, like, just so much entertainment and so much yeah. passion for me. So... I just got introduced to basketball in just a whole different way. So the, so the love was so different, you know, for me. Thanks. So, Shane, talk, talk a little bit about, um, you're going to get into you, you know, you chose the South, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, you had, you being from Harlem, you talked about mm-hmm. love from Harlem. I know you had Rice High School, which is on the map, on the rise. You probably yeah. went there. You had St. Raymond's, which is on the yeah. rise. Could have went there. Talk, talk a little bit about your decision on going to the South. And um, kind of what influenced you to go to, to that program and, and, and to turn it mm-hmm. into your program and to be one for, for the ages? Yeah, it was more It was more because, like, right at the PS92, like, at this point, I'm telling everybody I can play, but I really can't play. So I'm going <laughs> to the park. I'm going to the park every night. I'm in the park, like, 1, 2 in the morning, just practicing, dribbling, and stuff like that. So at the PS92, I graduate. I go to PS175 on 135th Street. Okay. So I get to PS175. At this point, I'm kind of getting a name, but I'm getting a name just like a street ball player or whatever, you know, do tricks. Because, you know, at this point, I'm running around, like, literally. Like, I'm the future. Like, I'm dancing <laughs> like him. I'm doing all this stuff. And then I get to PS175, and I'm doing all these tricks one time. And the Harlem Globetrotters come, come to the school. Dang. So everybody, everybody, Harlem Globetrotters come to school, so everybody, like, we in the gym, everybody's like, they like who who could who could do dribble who could do this stuff, so everybody's like yo him 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 saying me right. So you know I come up there I'm doing tricks or whatever. So right after that, uh, at this point I didn't know who he was, but our gym teacher you know he's like, yo you need to um, he said yo you you really got skill you need to focus, you know what I'm saying he said you could, you could really do something you need to focus I'm like what. I'm like, shut up, old man. Like, what are you like, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? You know what right, I'm saying? Right. I'm like, I'm you know, at this point, I'm like, I'm nice. I'm like, I'm nice already. So at this point, I get introduced. This when I first like I really start taking basketball serious. You know what I'm saying? This was like the eighth, seventh, eighth grade. I'm taking this serious because you know, I'm starting to get good. It's starting to, you know, click for me. So I get this tape called Below the Rim. And mm. 
below the rim is like Jason Kidd, yeah. Tim Hardaway, Isaiah Thomas. This is like the first time I'm seeing like NBA players. But at this point, I'm trying to learn moves. So I'm like, I'm I'm trying to learn different moves and things like that. And these are names I'm hearing. So I get this this cassette tape, and I'm watching the tape like all every day, every day. And then one time. It, it like in the middle of the tape, it get it go back to old school. So every time it went old school, I just fast forward. So, but this day, I'm watching the tape because now I'm trying to learn like footwork, hand eye coordination. So I'm playing the tape in slow motion. Jeez. So I get so I get to the middle. So I just I was like, all right, just let it play. So I'm trying to look at all the old moves, and I'm trying to watch it slow so I could learn like the perfect footwork, all this stuff, you know, yeah. and um. It came to a point. It was like, yeah, the only man that led the NBA in scoring and assists, and it was like Tiny Archibald. And I'm yep. looking, so I'm looking. So at first, I ain't paying mind. I'm looking, but because I'm watching it in slow motion, I could see everything perfect, like everything clear. So I'm like, damn, he looks like my gym teacher. But I'm like, nah, there's no way. Like this dude plays this dude <laughs> in the NBA, you know? Because at that point, you know, when you're young, you think everybody in the NBA is rich. Yep. So I'm like, there's no way he could be my gym teacher. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no way. So I'll go back to school. For like a week straight, I'm just looking at him. Like, I said, you know, I'm just looking, <laughs> looking. You know, I ain't saying I'm looking. So then in gym, I'm playing the kid one-on-one. I'm doing all this stuff. So then he came and said something. And then I turned, and I was like, did you used to play basketball? You know, I'm just asking questions. You play basketball because you always talk talk a lot about the stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah. And I'm like... Are you tiny Archibald? Because you know, in my school, I just knew him as Nate. Mm. But on, but but on the cassette, it's saying tiny Archibald. Right. So I'm like, I'm like you. I'm like you know. At first, I'm like I'm like you related to uh, <laughs> tiny Archibald or whatever. You know, because you know, I'm watching the tape and I'm yeah. still young, so I'm seeing somebody that's in shape and all that. So I see him and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you related to tiny Archibald? And he's like, um, he's like I am tiny Archibald. And I'm like, what? And I'm like. Man, why you didn't tell me you played in the NBA? This is not man. He was like, nah, because you know, you young cats think y'all know everything, whatever, whatever. So, you know, at that point, my eyes is like open because like this is the first NBA player I mean I met, but he's like he's great. There. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, he's great. He's there. So then I'm like, yeah, man, you can teach me some stuff. And so then he was just telling me, he was like, listen, you know, just practice. Practice everything slow and then get to your own rhythm. And then he was telling me about dribbling. And he just was like, you know, as long as you could dribble, you'll be worth something to a team and all that. So from him saying all that stuff, I just took it 100% serious. Like, and then, like, we'll work out sometimes. And then to this day, he's like one of my closest, closest friends. So then, right after that, right after that, he told me to, uh, and uh, in this in seventh and eighth grade, he was like, "You should leave and go to uh, IS forty three. IS forty three is junior high school." So I went up there for a year, and then I met uh, Ron Carlos, and I met Mr. Hell. You know, for people that know, like Mr. Hell, he got the Hell House that I used to give donations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and he introduced me to Ron Carlos. So then I started playing for Menacing. Mm. Nice. So when I start, nice. when I start. When I started playing for Menacing, Menacing used to always play in tournaments like in the Lower East Side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't yeah. play in the tournaments like with Gauchos and all that. So right. they play like right. Lower East Side, stuff like that. So they met a guy named uh, Tyrone Green. He coached in the Lower East Side. 
And then Tyrone Green happened to be the freshman coach at LaSalle. Mm. So, so, so he was like, hey, you know, do y'all want to um, come scrimmage? Like, tell the menacing, tell the Ron Carlos, God bless the day. So he was like, yeah. So he had brung us to LaSalle to scrimmage with, like the freshman team. Nice. So I go in there, you know, I'm doing work and all that. And then they're like, man, we're interested in you. And you know, at this point, all my friends is going to Rice. Like, Zig, one of my best friends, Mike Bruno, you know, everybody from the hood is going there. Cause, you know, Rice got <laughs> Rice, Rice got the parties, Rice yeah, got yeah, everything. Yeah. So, you know, and then like, you know, Felipe Lopez was there. And at this point, I was gonna go to uh Talentown High School. Cause Talentown High School oh, yeah, is they was lit, yeah. Talentown High School is the number one high school in the country. Mm. And then I remember one day I, I was I was trying to I was trying to go downtown and I uh, hopped the train. I hopped the train. This is when I was in the uh, ninth grade, eighth grade. I hopped the train. I got arrested. And you know when you get arrested, they bring you in the little the little jail cells in the train station. The day I got arrested, Bobby Gonzalez was there. Oh, oh shit! Wow. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so Bobby Gonzalez came in the. The jail precinct, you know, the inside the train station was like, nah, this kid played basketball. He's a good kid. You know, so he had got me out of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then he was like, yo, he was like, I coach at Talenton, the JV team. I was like, oh, all right. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yo, just on the strength you did that and Talenton was a good school. I was like, oh, I'm I'm coming in. So what happened was, like I said, it was, it was, it was rice Talenton. I never really thought about Say Rays, even though I spoke to people from Say Rays. I thought about Ohalos and Cardinal Hayes because they was right across the bridge. Right. And um, and like I said, the only reason why I thought of Tom Tom because of Coach Coach G. And then what happened was the year for me come out, Tom Tom closed down. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's and then right. everybody start going to all these schools, like they'd go to Rice, Say Rays, yeah. and all that. So when I had went, and then I was going, I went on a visit to Manhattan Center. And Mason King was my host. And um, Rich Parker, it was me and Rich Parker. Because we, we were talking about going to Madison Center. Yeah. And then I was like, I, I was like, I can't go to public school. Like, at this point, I was like, I can't go to public school. And I was like, you know, because it was girls, all this other <laughs> stuff. You know, I was like, I just, I was like, I'll get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And my mom was like, yeah, you don't want to be around all that stuff. So I had went to... Uh, LaSalle to watch a JV scrimmage. Okay. Like, just me and my friends. Right. Like, me, uh, people know him as Ronald Hamilton, Rob, yeah, yeah, Rob, Ron right. Robinson, Whitey, you know what I'm saying? So, we went down there, and what happened was they didn't have enough players to play against St. Anthony scrimmage. Uh. So, the coach was like, yo, you know, do you want to play? And I was like, yeah, I'll play. So, I played with the JV team when I was in the eighth grade. I had, like, 35. Jesus. And um, and then Bob, I'll never forget uh Bob Hurley, senior. He came up oh, to man. me. He was like, it's like, man, what grade you in? Like he thought, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm in um eighth grade. He was like, what? Like, you know, because I'm playing against 10th graders. Right, right, right. So yeah, so I'm cooking. So then so I so after that I had like the natural vibe. And then another reason why I went there too is because they was they was the school that was giving that was giving me a scholarship. Like everybody else, like people had to pay for you. So the, the thing I didn't want to do was, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be obligated to play for somebody because mm. they paying for my scholarship. So I was right. like, 
I was like, I'd rather get a scholarship for somebody that don't got nothing to do with basketball because then I can play for who I want to play for. Right. True. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if you don't, it'll hinder you sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So so then when I got then you know from there, I, that's that's how I got to LaSalle. So so talk about LaSalle and a golden year because I kind of experienced that with you. Um, talk oh, about man. talk about if there's any greatest moments or memories that you have playing in probably at the at the time the best Catholic high school league in America. Yeah, yeah, that that's what people understand. Like you know when I went to LaSalle, Catholic school was like. Popping like Capsule was like the best league yep. in the country, right? Yep. Not just not just in New York, in the country. You gotta understand, you know, like to answer your question in the beginning, you gotta understand, like, like I grew up, you know, not and it's not because I was in that era, it's just because it's a fact. Like I grew up in probably the best era of yeah, New York, for sure. You know what yep. I'm saying? And the reason why I'm saying it is because you know when when I when me coming up in that in that '90s stage. You know, we was number one in everything. Yeah. You know, you gotta understand, like, we number one in music, number one in rap at that point, we number one in fashion at that point, yep. we number one in basketball at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, so like New York was like rocking and then like I'm in the midst of everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, Mason Cam is blowing up out of this world, you know what I'm saying? And these are these are not people I know. These are like my best friends. Right, right. You know sure. what I'm saying? You know, I'm growing up where, you know, I'm seeing Big L battles, DMX and all that, God bless the dead. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Damn. You know, you know, me and Dame Dash is from the same block at this point. You know, Jay-Z is coming to Harlem all the time. You know, I'm going downtown with Ace to, to see Puff at this time. So you got to understand, like, I'm in the midst of all of this. You understand wow. what I'm saying? It's crazy. And... And, I, and then, besides talking about that, you know, that's when the, the streets is popping. So, like, you know, I grew up in an era where, you know, people that wasn't considered good people were, wanted ball players and stuff to make it. You know, right. drug dealers was telling me, like, go school, don't do this, yeah. don't do that. You know, drug dealers was making sure I was good and my family was good, so I wouldn't have to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so I'm growing up in that era. I'm not growing up in the era where, you know, people are quote-unquote living like savages you know what i'm saying where everything is like fend for yourself I've, i've grew up in an era where it was like of course there's crime and stuff everywhere but i grew up in an era where it was mostly love you know what i'm saying especially if you wasn't indulged in that it was all love all love you know what i'm saying i grew up in the hallway shit i probably had two fights of that growing up you yeah. know what i'm saying because it was all love it was yeah. all love you know so like i said when i got to LaSalle, LaSalle was like LaSalle was good, but it was like, it wasn't really like known and popping. You know what I'm saying? It was like one of those schools you like, yeah, they, they have decent players come out of there like every 10 years, whatever, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Right. You know, or they, you know, that, you know, they had, they had people that's like, they tough, but they don't go get over the hump. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they're going to make it exciting, but they ain't going to never, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta understand when I went to the South, I came there with with five, six dudes. Already. Right. Until my freshman, I came in, me, my boy Deron Robinson, my boy Rock, my yep. boy Miguel, mm. uh, my you know what I'm saying? People don't even know my boy Mike Roundtree was a beast. Mike you Roundtree. know what I'm saying? Like a beast. You know, everybody thought me and was brothers. 
You know what I'm saying? Because he had the crazy handle. He had the crazy handle and all that stuff. You know, so when I, when I got to LaSalle, you know, that was the first time, I think, that was the first time, that was the first time probably people really saw me in that light. You right. know what I'm saying? Because that was the first time that they saw me on the stage where they really didn't understand what was going on, yeah. but they just understood something special was going on. You know, Because at that point, at that time, people wasn't dribbling like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, because... The one, the one thing like I tell people that I will always take credit for is like, you know, when 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 I started doing my thing and getting into you know dribbling and the art of it and stuff like that, like I just ushered in a whole new wave of dribbling because like the people I watch dribble, you know, they all dribbled in a box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even if I was to say like Kevin Johnson, Tim Hardaway, Isaiah Thomas, all of if you watch the way they dribble, they dribble. Everybody dribble close to their body. Yeah. Because it was better for the pickup or whatever. Me by 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 me using ankle weights on my wrist and all that. When I used to take them off, my arms just always fly, like fly, 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 fly. Yeah. You know. So what? So what it did was it made me even all those moves I practiced. It made me transition into me dribbling everything wide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because because once I took the ankle weights off off my wrist, you know what I'm saying, my arms are so light that if, if I did a regular crossover, the ball will always be like, here, 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 here. So then what happened was I had to adjust to that. Right. And then once I adjusted that and manifest that, then, you know, it was it was just, it was just that, it was, it was just starting to get crazy, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it changed, what changed me for forever was like, I went to a tournament called, uh, um, Doc Turner, you know, God bless the dead for all the people that passed away in Doc Turner. That's what Puff had the the thing at City College, and the people passed away. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. But but before that, it was an amazing tournament called Doc Turner, where Catholic school played against public school. Nice. So I'm in the ninth grade. I go up there, and um, I see uh, I see a guy named Sherry Anderson, probably best dribbler I ever seen in my life. So he went to Bishop Lock, Bishop Lachlan. And at first I thought he was Kenny Anderson's brother. You know what I'm saying? Because this is when Kenny Anderson was like destroying everything. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I, I watched Sherry Anderson. I watched Sherry Anderson do a one-hand dribble up the whole court, skipping back and forth, skipping back and forth with with, with a guy named Sherwin that would go into Manhattan Center in front of him. And then stop the half court double cross and just drop oh them. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, full speed. This is the first time in my life I ever seen anybody one hand long, like up the court. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm in the stands, like, oh, like <laughs> this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going crazy. So cause you gotta understand, I'm already a fan of dribbling. So I'm like going crazy, like, yo, what's this? So then it then it got crazy because in the next game. It was Western House versus Rice. Wow. So, so now Western House come out there. You know, my my one of my closest friends, best friends is on Rice, Melvin McKee, Ziggy. They had scientific Matt Felipe Lopez, Gary Saunders. So I'm watching the game and um they talking about everybody talking about, yo, you know, booger, 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 booger. And I'm like, booger, like who that? Whatever. So man, when I tell you. <laughs> They had I never forget they had Sean Wise and Booger threw it around his neck, kissed him on the cheek, right? This this is in a, oh a high school God. game. Live. 
You know what I'm saying? I never see nobody wow. like dribble that low, dribble that low, dribble that fast, pass like that. So now, so you got to think, the way I am, it's like, I see all that. So it just like sparks something else in me. And I'm like, hold on. Nah, I'm not the best at this. So, so then it just pushed me. Brother. It just like exploded inside me. Next day, I'm in LaSalle early in the morning, dribbling with the big ball, weight vest, ankle weights, you know, five pound weights on my wrist. You know what I'm saying? Doing all this stuff. Practicing dribbling for hours before class, then at the at the school practice, then come back uptown still practicing. So for me, it just got crazy. And then, you know, like I said, it just started taking on a life of its own. You know, and everybody, you know, anybody that been at LaSalle and anybody from uptown, you know, they 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 saw the work. You know what right. I'm saying? I remember dudes going to parties and all that. I'd be in I'd be in the rain dribbling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I used to always practice at night because what happened was I used to always practice at night because it'd be like the street light is like on the court. Yeah. So when the street light is like the street light is like on the court, I always saw my shadow. So at one point I, I was tough. convinced. I was I was at one point I was convinced that I could shake my shadow. Like I was convinced. Like convinced. So you know, if you saw the movie uh, Above the Rim, like nigga, I was real live metal. <laughs> like if if. If you were passing parks that night, you was like, yo, he wilder right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I really, it wasn't even like I was playing. I really thought I could make it move. Like, <laughs> yo. So you got to think, I'm dribbling like super fast, super low, doing that stuff. Because, you know, I'm competing against myself. Oh. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if you shadow box, if you throw a punch, every time they say throw a punch at the mirror, you move, you're supposed to move your head. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because you're supposed to react. So that's how I was with dribbling. So every. I'm like, I mean, I'm in there four hours, three hours, I'm shoveling snow, just getting it in. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I just, I just, I just was dedicated. I was blessed. Like, I was blessed to have people like Bill Abram, you know what yeah, I'm saying? To be, my man. You know, Coach, Coach Abram in my life, you know what I'm saying? Because he opened, he opened a lot of things up for me too, because at that time when I went to LaSalle, he was the commissioner of Five Star. So I had to go. So I had to go to five star. I had yeah. to go to five star every session. So now when I'm going to five star, this is the first time I'm seeing other people from other states. Eight. So I'm, so I'm seeing like Wayne Turner, Chauncey Billups, Vince Carter, you know Paul Pierce, KG. You know what I'm saying. So I'm going to all these camps now. So now as me going to the camps, now I'm starting to get recognition because, you know, at this point it's like. You know, at this point, people didn't even know what type of dribbling I was doing at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because this was you gotta understand, I was like people think I can dribble now. So you gotta talk about you gotta think about the time I was really practicing. Like now I don't even practice. It's like riding a bike now, but you gotta think about the days I was putting in four hours every day. Yep. So I was really looking like out of this world. You know what I'm saying? And and anybody that came see the thing about me that was at LaSalle, like Anybody that came in the gym, I don't care if you played basketball, didn't play basketball. If you were trying to get your work in, I was, I was the type, like, let's get this working. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no, because I'm here and you there, like, we can't. Nah, I'm like, yo, because because if people understand, you can learn you can learn things from anybody. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? You can, learn, you can learn from people that's not as good as you. If you pick up one thing from somebody that's not as good as you, it, it could enhance you. You know what I'm saying? So, so I always was one of those people that's just like, it's all love with people, any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't know who wants to go because I, I I have a follow up question and yeah. I don't want him to stop. I, I, no. yeah, j- just because sure. I'm a fellow Lasallian, I I I, I witnessed. I witnessed you play with the likes of Ron Artest, Kareem Shabazz, Sharif yeah. Fajardo, Eddie Alisma. Mm-hmm. Talk about playing mm-hmm. with those guys. Talk about the run you had. I remember. Yeah. I remember those box that box gym, and I remember. Mm-hmm. Again, <clears throat> I'm from the Upper East Side, and I'm living. I'm, I'm living right yeah. next to Eddie Alisma, and mm-hmm. I'm going as a freshman, and I'm like, why is everybody so hyped to go to a game? Like. I, I I never really knew like 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 Shams. I never knew Lasalle was really named for basketball, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you remember Lasalle, you can oversee the gym down. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah, right, yeah. right, Sam. So you see the so BJ. I'm seeing the the mirror, and the mm-hmm. fucking gym is like <laughs> a madhouse. I'm like, yo. Yeah. And at that time, you gotta wear khakis, a red V-neck sweater. Yeah, so yeah, we all yeah, look yeah. like. You know, fucking yeah. priest out here. So I'm like, yo, what's going mm-hmm. on? And I go downstairs and all I hear is <clears throat> sham, 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 sham. I'm like, all right. And then yeah. and at that time, I'm trying to make freshman and varsity B. I mean, I'm never, mm-hmm. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I knew for me I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be in sham suit, but I knew I could be next to sham and mm-hmm. do whatever I can to help out or whatever because he was our hero, right? I'll fast forward. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I got, I'm, going, I'm going a little fast forward. I remember BG. When the Sal gave him this big ass banner for the All American McDonald's game, and mm. he was like the only one mm-hmm. on the wall, and I'm like, holy shit! And after that came Ron, and so he was the first Lasallian that put Lasal on the map. So yep. just talk about that shame in terms of playing with those guys in, in, in your heyday in, in the '90s and playing with Eddie and, and Sham. I mean, Eddie and Ron and, and and all these guys. Like, what was that experience like, man? Yeah, so like, like for me, for me it was for me, for me it was good because like even though LaSalle wasn't like known, known like that, the thing that helped me was by going to LaSalle, I was able to uh, like I think I played like six games on freshman and I averaged like forty. So, so right after that, they moved me to varsity like during my freshman year. So, you know, I was playing with Lamar Anderson. Like Lamar Anderson was like a stud coming out of. Uh, elementary school you know what i'm saying he was he was in the eighth grade six four you know they thought he was they thought he was gonna be like all american a pro easy and then we had ed elise smith that was right there damon cordue kareem you know so we we so we had we had good guys you know what i'm saying and then like i was just like the missing piece you know because we had a point guard named bj and then he fell off so then when they moved me up to varsity my freshman year in that spot it just like put the piece of the puzzle and um you know, and Adam was getting a lot of notoriety too. You know, like Georgia Tech, Bobby Criminals to come down and, and things like that. So, you know, the one thing about Bill Abram and LaSalle, it helped me it helped me blossom into a good player because it wasn't really like it wasn't really no pressure for me. You right. know what I'm saying? And and Bill Abram was like a coach that was like, I'm gonna let you find I'm gonna let you find your way. Like, don't worry about mistakes, just keep playing, things like that. And, you know, I don't know if that would have happened if I would have went to Rice or somewhere else. It probably would have been different, you know. And because at that point, LaSalle wasn't, like, expected to, like, compete for a championship. And, you know, but the thing that happened was when I went to LaSalle, I'm playing against all these schools. And I'm like, man, these dudes are not like that. Like, yeah, Rice is cool. St. Ray's is cool. But, you know, we, we lit. We lit over here, you know. So it was just about getting the, the right you know, right people developing the right mentality and putting in the work. 
And then, you know, by the time my sophomore year came, I was like really like off to the races. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we'll battle, say, Rage. We'll battle uh, Rice. We'll battle Hollows. You know, so at that point, we start skipping like, we start skipping over like Ohalos, Carmen yeah. Hayes. Right. You know, Rice and Say Ray still was at top. But before I before I got to LaSalle, we was like underneath all of them. Yeah. So, you know, so every year it was like a natural progression. So even even up to my like my junior year, my junior year is like like a coming up party. Like my junior year, I'll never forget. I went to uh uh I went to five star. I was ranked like sheesh, I was ranked like Crazy thing is, I was ranked like 50 in the city. Damn. Forget the country, like the city. They had Stephon Marbury, Todd Miles, Gary Saunders, Charlie Clark, uh, even my boy Anwar for downtown. He was at Ohalos. And I wasn't even in, in none of it. Like, this is how crazy it was. But in the streets, I'm like <laughs> top of the food chain. You know what I'm saying? So. I go to five star and I'm like, okay, so I go to five star, I kill, I kill five star. It's uh Stephon Marbury, Shaheen Holloway, Shantae Rogers, uh Lewis Bullock, uh Chauncey Billups, mm. you know. So so I go to five star, I get MVP. Mm. So I, I get so I get MVP a last session, Holmesdale. So now everybody like, yo. You know what I'm saying? So this, and then that whole summer, me and, you know, I was in Coney Island. I used to be in Coney Island a lot with Steph. So me and Steph always I hung out in Coney Island. I always hung out in Coney Island, go out there and play with them. And me and Steph, like the crazy thing, because me and Steph, like everybody else, we was rivalries, but like me and him was like boys. Like we yeah. talk all the time. So I remember I got MVP and Foss on Steph. was like, man, you play like that in, in, um, in school. You 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 better make McDonald's all American. So you know, I'm talking to Coach A. I'm like, look, I'm trying to make McDonald's all American. <laughs> he like, well, he like this is the type of work you got to put in. I'm like, all right, cool. But my junior junior year, I make all city. So the the summer of my junior year going into my senior year, yeah. like I said, I get MVP. Then I come back and I play round ball. So round ball is like right before the season start. So at this at this point, they like, oh, he can shoot, he can, he can shoot, he can't shoot, whatever, whatever. So then I go to round ball, and in five star, I'm hitting like a whole bunch of jumpers. So you know my confidence is like sky high. So then I go to round ball, round ball, I'm I'm the leading scorer in round ball. I'm averaging thirty nine, right? Oh, so it's God. like, so it's like Steph, you know. Uh, Trevor Diggs, dudes from Brooklyn, Queens, Shaheen, yeah. Holly, Tim Thomas, all these dudes in there. Rich Parker, you know, uh, my man, uh, my man, Buddha from on the east side. It's like mad dudes that's nice. You know, Ira Miller, like yeah. all these people. And I'm I'm leading scorer of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So so now I'm putting everybody on notice. So then what happened was. My senior going, you know, at the, at the round board, then senior year start. Senior year, we come out the gate, we like 10 and 0. 12 and 0. I remember that. Yeah. 10 and 0. 13 and 0. You know what I'm saying? Now, you're looking at USA Today, they got us like top 20. They got us 24. Tough. You know, they got us 24. I'm, I'm averaging 35 and 12, you know. So then, 
every month we like now we like through 19 then we got to uh five then I, the highest we got to number two in the country and i'm averaging we went to uh we played a tournament called my senior king i got mvp yeah, i played in that my senior king i get mvp then we go to dc and play in a reebok tournament i get mvp we come back i'm averaging 37 and 12. we number two in the country i'm just going ham so then uh, everybody started debating about like who's who, who's now. I just see I'm jumping over everybody, I'm jumping over everybody, and then I never forget we played. We had we had a, it was a rival game. We played Rice, so we played Rice. We uh, we lost by two. I'll never forget because I was mad. Like we was undefeated. We lost by two, and uh, I think I had like I think I had like 15 or something. And, um, <clears throat> And uh, I'll never forget, Mo, Mo Hicks was like, you know, yeah, we did a good job on champ tonight, whatever, whatever. So then news reporter was asking me, and it was like, you know, what you think about the game, this, this, and that. And I was like, you know, I was like, I don't feel like talking about the game. I said, because next game I'm going to have 40. I ain't, I'm not even playing. I said, next game I have 40. So like a week later, we play against Rice in um, Riverbank State Park. Rice had Chutney Gray, all these people. So mind you, all these, all, all these, all these years up until this point, the water in the, in the, everybody's older than me. I'm getting beat up on these people, doubled like Kareem Reed, Eric Harris, all these people. Older. So right. now it's my senior year. I'm, I'm like, I'm on deck now. Like, oh, it's top dog. So we play Rice in um in Riverbank. I never get. I, I, had, I had forty on the dock. And uh, I had Chuddy, and Chuddy, one of my closest friends, Chuddy, my boy. Chuddy family. I had, I, I had Chuddy in the locker room crying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Mo, Chuddy, tell you the story. Mo Hicks was like, yo, even to this day, Mo said, ain't no point God ever do what you did against us. You know what I'm saying? So then we played Say Rays. And um, I, needed, uh, I needed 42 points to get 1,000. Oh, my God. So we played, we played Say Rays, yep. and then I, that night, that night, talking to me, and I said an all-time, I said an all-time record. I had forty-six points and twenty-two assists. Jesus, bro. And I said, I said the all-time record. And then right after that, like a week later, that's what Cruz talking about. Like a week later, they announced me to the McDonald's All American game. Nice. And I was, and it was like this is the first, first LaSalle person to ever make the McDonald's All American game. Yep. And it was crazy because, like at that point. Like Rara was Rara was okay. Like he was he was good, but he wasn't like Ra Ra test. Yep, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And but he was good for our team because we had we had Dwayne Skid Edwards. Yep. You know, we had Carrie, we had Carrie, we had Kareem Shabazz, Greg Springfield. So we had a crew and only thing we needed somebody to play deep, play hard, and that's what Ron Ron gave us. You know, and um and then that's when I became the uh I was like all time leading scorer. Uh, second all-time leading scorer in LaSalle history. And it just, it, just, it just created like a wave, a niche for people. Now they wanted to come to LaSalle. Everybody, you know, people wanted to come to LaSalle. Like LaSalle is popping. And then, you know, uh, Ron took the flag and, and, you know, ran with the flag the next year. And they won it. And, you know, it was just a beautiful thing. You know, that year I, I lost one game. So it was, it, was, it, was, it was beautiful for me. And like I said, at that point, I'm... Yeah, you know, at that point I'm the number two player in New York City. You know what I'm saying? I'm the number I'm the number ten player in the country. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm in I'm in uh, number two point guard with me, Steph, Chauncey Billups, Wayne Turner. Oh. You know, and then you know, then after that, you know, uh spring break coming, then we going to uh the McDonald's All American game. And that's just was you know, experience in itself. Cause you know, you know, you know, that's why I said my era was so crazy because it's like yeah. I played I played in probably if it ain't one, it's two one or two top. McDonald's All American Games game, right. all time game ever in the yeah. history of the game. Mm-hmm. You got, you got, to, you know what I'm saying. You got to understand, it's me, Stephon Marbury, Wayne Turner, KG, uh, KG, KG. Shreve Abdul Rahim, mm-hmm. track the trailer, go opposite of that Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, Ron Mercer, uh, Randell <laughs> Jackson, uh, Antoine Jameson, um, Jelani McCoy. You know, it's it just, it was just crazy. You know what I'm saying. So it's like. Well, that that's probably one of the best experiences I, I've had in my life. You know, we all friends to this day. And yeah. if you look at, if you look at twenty five years later, you know what I'm saying. The impact that those players that I'm talking about have on basketball is is truly amazing. Right now, you for know sure. what I'm saying. So you know, it's like it was like that. Shame, man, for sure. I, I mean, I tell people. I mean, I I, I came on a podcast earlier, and um, you're the reason why I went to the South. I only did one year there, but uh, God bless the dead. Rest in peace. Apache Pascal, my man, you know, he yeah. to tell us stories, man. Yo, Shan, <laughs> Shan, Shan, rest in peace, Pat. So that, yeah. that, was, that was that was the legacy of that pipeline of um a lot of players going to LaSalle. And, no doubt. and um, you know, salute to you for for for, for stepping outside the box and, and, and creating your own lane and, and putting that mm-hmm. school on the map. But talk a little bit, Shane, about your recruitment and um and, and the schools you had and um why why did you choose to go to Providence? Which was another legacy mm-hmm. in a wave of you, you started a bunch of those players going to Providence because yes, yeah. I mean, Providence was a good school, but I think mm-hmm. after you went to that school, it started the pipeline of a lot of players, you know, trying to follow the same kind of um the same tone that you went um to Providence. So talk a little bit about the schools you had and what, what made you go to Providence. Yeah, you know, you gotta understand, like, even though, you know, being born in Brooklyn, you know, I always say Harlem because I spent more of my life in Harlem than Brooklyn, right? So, you know, when you when you from Harlem, everything is about trendsetting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether you whether 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 you try to do it on purpose or not or unconsciously, that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you know the thing about Harlem and the thing about being from New York, period, is about being the first that to do to something do and and always to stand out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know when you know when I went to LaSalle, it's like. It's just it was another thing. Once I graduated, yeah, it was like it was Georgia Tech, Syracuse, uh, Maryland. Uh, spoke to Georgetown, uh, James Madison, Providence. Um, who else? Pittsburgh, um, Seton Hall, Rutgers, St. John's. Nice. You know, and um, and the thing with me, the thing with me, I've always been. You know what I'm saying? I've always been a loyal person, and I've always been, you know, trying to create my own wave. You know what I'm saying? And what people don't understand is, so if we fast forward, like we go back to when when I was saying before, you know, four years later that I'm at LaSalle, the I go to I go to um, Syracuse. I go to Syracuse, you know, to visit. You know, I, in my mind, I'm like I'm going to Syracuse because I'm like. Per, I'm like Pearl Washington went there. 
you know what I'm saying? God bless the dead. And I'm like, oh, that's that's an easy, that's an easy transition for me because right. they just have, you know. So then I was like, there. Then I loved Georgia Tech because Bobby Crimmins, Bobby Crimmins was my man. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then he just took Ed Lee Smith, you know. So at this point, but what happened was uh in every in every international tournament I went to, like Vegas and all that, I will always play with gauchos. Right. So when I play with gauchos, now me and Steph is in the backcourt. Yikes. So <laughs> so so people so so people get to see, you know what I'm saying? They get to see. So I'll never forget. It was North Carolina, Dean Smith, all this there, Mike Shesky, all of them. The, the right after the McDonald's game, I played in the Capital Classic game in DC. Right, so Capital Classic game was like, like the Magic game. Yeah. You know? So I went there. Right? Yeah, I went there, did work. So right after those two All Star games, we come back home. Now we have our New York City All Star games. So we have Wheelchair Classic. Yep. So yep. Right. so the Wheelchair Classic featured the two top point guards in the country because in the championship game it was Manhattan versus Brooklyn. Mm. So Steph is with Brooklyn, I'm with Manhattan, and then we're playing in Riverbank. Oh my god. So of course it's standing room only. But at this at this point we both undecided. So it's like standing room only, just going crazy. So, you know, um, and that's the first time people really got to see us play like really against each other. So, I think I had like thirty times. I had like thirty times. We won. I got MVP. So I got the notch on that. So I got MVP. So everybody going crazy, like, yo, because you know, cause it's so crazy, like, even before going to games, people going to Harlem, people from our own block, like, oh, man, you playing against Steph. I don't know, bro. Like, like, you, know, they, you know, they going crazy. They like, they talking crazy to me, like, this is that. And I'm like, I'm like, nah, I ain't worried about that. I'm like, because, see, my thing, see, my thing with me was, when, when I was playing ball, it was like, because I started as a defensive player, I always felt I was like, it's harder for somebody to guard me than me to guard them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I always took that approach, yeah. and because at that point, at that point, nobody dribbled like me either. So I was like, it's it's harder for them to guard me than me to guard them. You know what I'm saying? Because even even nice as Steph was, you know what I'm saying. And Steph is probably the best point guard I ever played against in my life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It wasn't to the point where he like will have you looking crazy or something like that. You know, he was like. He a one he a one move go person, you yep. know, stuff like that. So so I, I really had nothing to fear, you know what I'm saying, at that point. You know what I'm saying? You know, so everything was is in my ball to me, everything was in my ballpark, you know what I'm saying? So I'm coming down, shaking, pulling through. Cause the thing is, and that's why I guess I get so much love now and credit now, because the way every point guard play now, that's how I played then. Yes. Yes, you gonna get yes. into that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so 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 that's why so that's why for me playing against anybody in high school, I didn't care because I'm like, oh, they'll be more scared to guard me than me guard them. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm in I'm I'm on embarrassing time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whereas they just you know you know they still nice, but they're just like you know. So anyway, I get the, I get MVP. So then I talk to Behind, and Behind like, hey, you know. We 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 assign you, but we still gonna recruit Steph too, cause they've been recruiting Steph since like the sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? And then Bobby Crimmins loves Steph too, so Bobby Crimmins like you could come, but we still gonna recruit Steph. 
And at this point, me and Steph, you know, like I said, we cool, but Steph wouldn't never say where he was going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So every so so at this point, everybody thought he was going to Syracuse. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Because his brothers, all that, everybody thought he was going to Syracuse. So um, so I was like, look, I'm not waiting to sign. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I don't want to play tournaments and I get hurt or something, this, this, right, and that. So right, I'm like, right, I'm right. like, I'm trying to sign. So Fast forward, Bobby Crimmins, I mean, Bobby Gonzalez is the assistant coach now. He just took the job at Providence. Oh, oh that's cool. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So now he comes, he comes, he comes to my house like, yo, Sham, you know, I'm taking a job. You my first recruit, you know, <laughs> you know, you're going to come. That's you how that. Bobby took, like, right, Sham? That's how Bobby took yeah. all the time, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like. So, you know, so he telling me and I'm like, hey, you know, he didn't really have to sell me because I already had love for him. Right. So he, he like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Sham Ice, Sham Ice, I'm going to come get you. I'm going to come ice. get Mel. You know what I'm saying? He like, he like, I'm going to come get Mel. Then I speak to Five. I speak to Five. Five, like, for people that don't know Jamel Thomas, Thomas, I'm like, yo. Yeah. I'm like, yo, if I go to Providence, you going to come? He's like, yeah. And then what happened was they was already recruiting Derek Brown. Sheesh. So Jamel was like, yo, Derek gonna go there. So I'm like, oh, this this is lit. And then <laughs> they already recruited uh Corey Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then every so then everybody thought it was gonna be a problem because they was like, man, why would you go there? They recruited Corey or Corey, why would you go to Sham? And I'm like, what, Corey? That's my that's that's fam. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, all of us gonna be together and, and it's only three hours away. I'm like, yo. So I told Sebastian, I was like, yo, what y'all gonna do? And they was like, yo, we still gonna wait. I said, all right, cool. So I signed with Providence, and it's so crazy because I signed the day I signed with Providence. Two days later, Steph signed with Georgia Tech. Crazy. So now they they out. They ain't got nobody. So they hot. You know, so they trivial. So so I, so I always kept in my mind. I was like, man, watch me play Syracuse. So so it was so crazy because my first game on national TV, we played Syracuse. So, and we uh we lost by two, but I had, I had eighteen and twelve. I was crushing them, so they was like, "Yo, you know, they're like, man, he better, he even better than before." So, you know what I'm saying? And then you know, like I said, that was like the best and the worst thing that happened at the same time because right after that, um, right after that, so right after that, my coach he pulled me in. He's like, "Yo, how you think you did?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm like this is easy. This like this like high school." I'm like. I'm like, I'm out of here. You know, I'm like, this is easy. So then that, then right then and there started the battle between me and my coach at the time. Cause it was just like, no, you got four years. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you can't dictate what's going on. And then he was, so, he was so worried because he saw a staff in them and then staff used to come to the school and he kept saying, I know you're trying to leave this and that. And I'm like, yo bro, like don't, so then it's like, go from that to now you telling me how to play and telling me this and that. And it was like, and then at that point, at that point, you know, when you're young, you, you really don't understand. You know, when you're young, you're taking everything personal. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking everything as like, you know, you're hating, you trying to stop me, this, this, and that. So, so now, you know, when you're from New York, you know, we, we go to extremes on stuff, you yeah. know? So now I'm going, I'm going into the game like, Oh, all right, you telling me not to shoot. All right, I'm not shooting. I'm not shooting the whole game. Now we'll see what happens. But I'm not understanding. The only person I'm hurting is myself. Right, making it personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so now, so now, what happened is games start going backwards instead of forward. Mm. 
Because now you you changing stuff. You letting somebody else narrate your story. You you dig what I'm saying? So it just it just so happened I was just that talented enough that I still was able to still do good. But at that point I wasn't I wasn't my I wasn't my whole self. I wasn't the, the person I was at LaSalle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where it was just freedom. Because every every game I'm coming in the game, I'm coming in the game angry. You dig what I'm saying? It's moments and it's flashes that you see. Because, you know, at that point, my talent is on that level where as you always going to see the flash and see, oh, nah, he lit. Or, you know, people just see me at Providence like, oh, nah, they let him rock. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I just knew how to navigate without, you know, right. navigating. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was, it was, it was good, though. It was, a, it was a learning experience. It was it was it was love, you know? Take it home, Joe. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Sham, in 96, you break the Big East record in assists. Then you headed to the Elite Eight in 1997, played against yeah. Arizona and Mike Bibby. You had 23 points, yeah. five assists. Talk about that experience mm-hmm. and, and what you were going through personally yourself. How was that game for you and how was that experience for you, especially playing in the, in, in the tournament? Yeah, so, like, you know, even 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 with, the, like, the NCAA, right? So, even in the NCAA, like I said, I'm I'm doing breaking the Big East assist record. I'm doing all these things my freshman year under under what I will call the rest. Correct. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because 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 I'm 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 half of myself, you know, at this point. You dig what I'm saying? So I'm like, but I'm still capable capable enough to function, yeah. you know. So um, you know, like you said, move fast forward it's, uh second year ago. You know, second year we have up and down year, and then we hit our stride like in the Big East tournament. We hit our stride. We hit like a five game winning streak. So then we get in the tournament. It's the other tournament. Yep. So we're like the 14th seed or whatever. So we we play Marquette at first, and everybody's talking about Marquette this and that. So the first game we play, Austin Crozier getting foul trouble. So Austin Crozier getting foul trouble, and he had to sit out like the whole first half. Okay. So, so now you know, I, you know, I think at this point he's like considered our our he's man. a guy. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, the he's a guy. guy. Yeah. But at this point, it's like Jamel Thomas is nice. Derrick Brown is nice. Like we had our New York flow. So, but we always like dumbed it down because we had to make sure Austin was straight. You know what I'm saying? So, in the tournament, what people what people don't know about the tournament was. Mostly every game we played, Austin was in foul trouble. So, so right from the jump, my rhythm is on point because he get in foul trouble. So now it's like, oh, at this point, I don't want to say they thought we was gonna lose, but at this point, it's like, okay, well, I right, do what y'all gotta do. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Because without Austin, it's probably really no hope or whatever. So we we was the first playing small ball then. <laughs> You dig yeah, what I'm, I'm saying? Because now, yep. now, yeah, I'm at, I'm on the court. Jamel at the four. Corey Wright is on the court. You know what I'm saying? So we, we like, yo, we taking it back to New York where we just on the court, just scrambling and hustling. So now the first game go by, I got 16. Mm. Second game, we play Duke. Mm. We play Duke. Another, another game. They like, oh, we like, we like, I think 18 point underdog. They like, yo, they gonna get smashed. And I'm like, Duke. I'm like. At this point, me and me and Wojo been at every camp together. <laughs> so you gotta understand, at this point, I know, like I know these players. You know what I'm saying? 
I know these players, and these players know, know me, me from yeah. from something else. So it's, it's you know, you know. So it's like it's one of those things. Like when you know somebody, and you like, nah, I don't, I, I don't care under no duress. This person I know can't do nothing with me. You know right. what I'm saying? So you take that energy. So we play, and um, I never forget. Uh, this is when Wojo used to slap the floor and all that, and all that, and all that. <laughs> and, 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 it, and, it, and, it, and it was so funny because, like, now Wojo is my, like, he's one of my closest basketball friends at this wow. time. Like, this is like this is my dude. Like, people wouldn't know that, but that was my guy. You know what I'm saying? Because we went to every camp together and played against each other. Oh. And he always thought he could play D. So, so I never forget everybody's like, yeah, you know, um. Oh, you know, just be ready because you know on tip off, Wojo gonna come out, slap the floor, and do all that. Don't let... So I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I get the ball, tip off, get the, I get the ball. He slaps the floor and just runs up on me. I try to do something, the ball falls off my leg and go out of bounds, right? So everybody start, everybody like, oh yeah. So he's up on hype, like yeah. So I was like, so I'm pissed. I'm like, no. So next time I get the ball, I'm like, man, everybody just go down the court, man. Just go down the court. Like, I don't care about no press. Just I'm gonna just break the press. Don't worry about it. So now I'm attacking, passing, dumping. I mean, Derek Brown had 32 and 16. You know, Austin in foul trouble the whole game. We again? crushed them again. Yeah. So we, so 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 we crushed them. Like we beat them by 18. Mm. So now so now at that point we not we still with Austin, but we like nah, we good. Like like let's go. You know now. Now it's like you gotta you gotta be a part of us, right? 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 right, right. Make the adjustment, right? Yeah, because we don't rock out two games really without you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then after that, we played Tennessee Chattanooga. Also, have a great game that game. I'm smashing in that game. I have like 20 that game. I'm smashing, going crazy. So then Arizona beat um, Kansas. And at this point, Jacques Vaughn is like the number one point guard in the country yeah. in college and stuff. So somebody did an interview and somebody said, in the interview, they was like, well, how's it going to be when y'all play Providence, this and that? They got shame with this and that. And then I'll never forget, my dude is like, well, you know, we just played against the number one point guard in the country. We're not worried about that. So so right after they press conference, I'll press conference. So then I'll come up there and they was like, you know, no, Mike Bibby in Arizona, this and that. And I was like, what? I said, listen, I know one thing can nobody in the country guard me. Oh, I don't care what, what anybody did, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So now the game we play is, is so crazy. Because like right from tip-off, I get the ball. Mike Bibby guard me. Soon he come out, I hit a three. So, so I hit a three. I start laughing. So then I come down again. The, the very next play, I had another three. Mm. So at that point, they don't they didn't expect that. You know what I'm saying? So soon when I hit the second three, I said I had smacked him on the butt. I said, um, I said, oh, y'all Scott report all messed up tonight, baby. <laughs> I, said, <"This> is, <laughs> I said this is about to be a good night. About baby. to have some hell. Yeah. So then the next play, I came down. I hit the third three. Oh my god. So so now it's like so now it's like they just like they don't know what to do because you know they come in like yo let him they come in like let him shoot so I'm like yeah y'all got report all jacked up now so now I'm just now I'm getting to the, to my mixing now I'm mixing breaking them down this and that so 
I'll never forget what people don't, what people don't talk about. Jason Terry is on that team. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jason Terry is known as the uh, defensive player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he come he come off the bench. Yeah. So, he come on the bench. He come off the bench. They put him on me. They like, yes, you know, guarding this and that. So I'll never forget. I hit him with the inside out. Spent on him on the baseline. Laid up. Got a got a foul. Got an and one. Came back down. Did something else. Got another foul. Uh, he tried to uh, pick me up at half court. Spent off and crossed over. Foul. I know these plays. Plays niggas are so funny because then. The first half, he had four fouls, right? So on his fourth foul, I smacked him on the ball. I said, yeah, now go sit back down over there, man. Take it with you, man. <laughs> I said, you ain't no defensive player, man. Like, cause we, we was talking trash like the whole game. Yeah, it's lit. So then I just kept hearing them. They was like, yo, you can hit them. They're like, yo, don't let them, don't let them hit you with that move. Don't let them hit you with the move. Don't let them hit you with the move. Don't let them hit you with the move. So... I already know because at this point nobody knows when it's coming but me. So I'm like, so I go, I uh Ruben post up, I go to the I go to the right side, I just wave him through. Like I'm telling him to get through because see what people understand, and that's that's about it. So people when you do when you do the move, you always want to do the move from angles. angles. Like if you do it if you do if you do it head on, you're really not gonna do much. You know what I'm saying? Because it's that that the top part is so crowded. So crowded, you know what I'm saying? Right. So on the angle, I'm telling him he uh telling Ruben he's posting up. So they I'm they looking at me to throw it in the post. So I'm like, go through, go through, go through. So now I'm telling him to go through because naturally when I tell him to go through is it makes everybody else behind him think I'm driving baseline. So I'm like, go through, go through, go through. So then when I when I when I put it between my legs, like I'm about to go baseline. I throw it fast as I can. When I throw it fast as I can, I run fast as I can. Mm. So he's trying to beat me to the spot in the base, and I pull it back. I get, you know, in the middle. Because, like, the thing with me, when, when I learned, learned how to dribble, I always wanted to affect the person behind the person that's guarding me. I never, I never cared about the person in front of me because I always felt the person in front of me is no way they could guard me. Right. So, so I always... Because I always was double teamed so much, and LaSalle court was so small right. that I had to learn ways to maneuver, yeah, and, yeah. and that's how I learned how to dribble. Because every time I dribble, I always had to worry about the help. other person mm-hmm. behind. So I always had to know where the help was coming from. And that's how I learned how to dribble. That's how I process. So even when I'm coming up the court and you're in front of me, I'm not worrying about you. You're like a live cone. You know what I'm saying? I'm not worrying about that part. So. When I told him to get out of the way and I yeah. went baseline, threw it out and ran, and I pulled it back, the whole the whole zone shifted to the baseline. Right. So then when I pulled it back and got middle, that's why that's why the move looked even crazier because everybody <laughs> shifts to the baseline. Yeah. So then when I so then uh right at the NCAA tournament, of course, we lost in overtime by two. I go home and um, you know, I'm thinking about so that was like the best and the worst thing that ever happened to me in NCAA tournament because up until that point I wasn't thinking about the draft. Okay. Right. Okay. You know, so then at that after that point, everybody's like, yo, you gotta come because you hot, you lit, you gotta get out of here now. Yeah. Isn't that so because at that I mean up until that point, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna come back junior year, I'm gonna snatch. Cause I'm like, if I pick up from I pick up in the tournament, I'm easily gonna be top five next year. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I go home. I go home, I go, I talk to the Knicks. The Knicks is like, 
yo, if you come out, like, we taking you. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'm saying to myself, I'm like, oh, I don't care about going top five if I go to the Knicks. You know, that's what my head is at. Right, right, right. You know, at, that time, at that time, the Knicks had the 25th pick. So I was like, yo, if I can go to the Knicks, I'll give up two years to go to the Knicks mm. of, of college. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Just to yeah. be home. So so then um I'll never forget. I'm walking, I'm walking to 135th Street and Lennox Avenue, and there's a park over there. And I'm walking, I'm looking through the gate, because I every time I went home, I every time I went home, I like to watch um I like to watch young kids play. Hey, you know, just so I can see see what's the new wave. It's like it's like if you're a rapper, you go see you go to the club and hear what's in the club. Yeah. So I go to the park and I never forget. I go to the park because I'm still debating about coming out. I go to the park. I look through the gate. I'm sitting there, and there was uh the kid had to be like twelve or thirteen. He's playing one on one with another kid. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna sham you. I'm gonna sham you. <laughs> and I'm like. Now, mind you, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like that. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to sham you. and sham you because at that point, I still didn't know what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, I'm going to sham you or whatever. So now the other kid, like, nah, this is the sham guard or whatever, whatever, whatever. So then I'm like, I'm just I'm just tweaking. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So then, like, now I'm going other places and they're like, yo, the sham, the sham, the sham, the sham. So now, so now this is becoming like, Oh, phenomenon. Uh, yeah, yes, like a thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like a thing. So, you know, so then I go back. I'm like, yeah, I'm entering the draft. Because another reason why is because, you know, like I said, I was going through so much with my coach. So I was like, man, I, I, can't, I can't. I was like, now that I hit my stride and I'm feeling good about myself again, I got to get about it. You know, this is how I'm thinking. And not thinking, not thinking the way... I should be thinking, not thinking like, you know what? God got me, so God gonna take care of everything. Right, right, right. right. You know what I'm saying? At this at this point, I'm trying to fast forward God's steps for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And when you do that, what happens is you get mishaps. That's right. Talk, you know what I'm talk, saying? Yeah. Because 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 if you look at it, if you look at it from 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 that standpoint, it's like everything was everything was already set up. I just I, I just was so angry with my in my own feelings that I couldn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Everything was ready. He already laid everything out. Exactly. It was nothing else that could happen because at that time, you got to understand, Austin Kojir went in the draft, so he went in the draft. If I stayed, automatically, after what happened in the NCAA tournament, I'm the man. Yeah. Automatically. Hands down. There's nothing else to be said. Okay, now I'll come back and marketing is lit already because of my name, so marketing is lit. Then because of the move, so I spent the whole year in college but people saying, yo, the sham guard move or whatever, whatever, whatever. So, and at that point, I've been averaging probably like 24 or something. So now, coming out, and you're like, because you got to think the next year, Mike Bibby was the number one point guard taken. I already, I already made that case. I already did what I did right there. Right, so, it's like, right. so, so, worst case scenario, when the next year, I'm going to be number one point guard, number two point guard. Mm. Right. Worst case scenario, you know what I'm saying? And nine times out of ten, I'd have been number one because of the way I play. You know what I'm saying? Because fancy dunking stuff like that, all the other stuff. So sneaker companies were going crazy already because it's a sham gun move, because of God's right, sham work, because right. of this. Everything, everything's already lined up. Now I go to a team that's my own. Instead of going to Wizards, where we got Raw Strickland, we got everybody. You know what I'm saying? So. 
because of because of because of me fast forwarding it, then you mishap, you go second round, you mishap, and then everything go from there. But because you're a good person, you know, like you said, he never leave you, he's still walking with you. Yeah. Fact. So now everything that's happening, everything that's coming full circle is now is the things that supposed to happen then. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's I how I look you. at it. I hear you. You dig what I'm saying? So that's dope, Sham. Um, you know. Gads, yeah. yeah, yeah, BG. No, I mean, Sham, you, you you danced around some things we wanted to talk about about you being drafted by Washington Wizards. Um, yeah. Ninety six, ninety seven, which was which was which was I know a dream come true for you, even though, um, like you said, you know, um, if you could have probably did things different, um, or if your mentality was different. Um, yeah. The outlook might have been a little bit different, but you get drafted by them. Um, talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that experience of being drafted by them, and then you know you you dance, you talk about Ron Strickland um, being from the Bronx, mm-hmm. going there playing with him, yeah. playing with the franchise, which was a fairly new franchise. Um, talk, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about um, that experience and um, and kind of how and then kind of how you was introduced to the NBA and and and, and that things like that. Yeah, so it's like, so you know, so then you get drafted, right. you know what I'm saying? You get you get drafted, of course, it's the happiest day of life. You're happy, you going crazy. <laughs> but then you go to the Wizards, and at this time, it's the Bullets. Right. It's the Washington yeah, yeah, Bullets, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like I said, I've always been in the in the way of trendset. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I go to Washington Bullets. And people don't know, like, I'm the first Washington Wizard ever. I'm the first Washington Wizard. Oh. When they changed it, I'm the first Washington Wizard draft person ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm the first person to ever wear number two. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And John Wall, that's my guy. That's my so, man. You know that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So, so I love that he got that number because it represents, you know, so I'm Great. like, so then I get there. Of course, I already know everybody when I get there. You know, from AAU tournaments, like I know Chris Webber. No Juwan Howard. Uh, of course, you know, I know I know strict, you know what I'm saying, to a certain degree, you know what I'm saying? And then everybody from New York is calling him, blowing him up, like, yo, sham down there, make sure he's good. This is that. And you know, Bernie Bickerstaff was my coach. At that time, he don't play rookies. Mm. You know, so so he said that out the gate. Like he don't play rookies. So I'm in practice doing my thing, doing my one, two. You know, of course, Rod is because you know Rod is Rod. You know, a big shout out to my guy Chris Whitney. Chris Whitney yes. was nice. Whitney, you know, nice. so for so so for all the people that that think about going in the NBA and stuff like that, even the people that don't have names, when you get in there, they the real deal. <laughs> I know. Right. You know what's what crazy? Sam? Like you know what's crazy? Sam? Like Chris Whitney was a real deal. Before I let you, I'm gonna let you continue. I I I mm-hmm. had uh, I had somebody else. I think me, B, me and BG had a conversation or somebody else on like people underestimate how many jobs are in the NBA and the fact that a 15 man, the 15 person on the roster may not have a name like yourself or somebody else. They're just mm-hmm. as good and nice. You put them in any other setting, they're going to bust your ass. People don't oh, understand yeah. that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all you're saying day. that. Yeah. All day, like, like that, like, like for instance, that, that was mine. That was, I had that perception, you know, like when I got there, I didn't know who Chris Whitney was. I was like, okay, Rod, the point guard, I'm right behind Rod. You right. Know what I'm saying? But they just signed, they had just signed Chris Whitney that year. Cause they didn't know if they they didn't even know I was if I was gonna be there for them to pick. So they had signed Chris Whitney like the five million dollars or something. So when I got them, I'm like, who is this? Like, I ain't never heard of him or whatever. <laughs> straight monster, straight nice, shoot the three, <laughs> handle. You know what I'm saying? And um so I get there, they like, yo, we really don't play, you know, rookies, whatever. So I'm just working. 
And at that point, it's like, you got to think, I'm 20 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got more money than I ever had. You know, I'm in D.C. I'm in Chocolate City. It's like crazy. I'm just moving so crazy. You know, then at this point, I'm not playing. So now I'm not playing. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not playing. I can hang out. I can do whatever I want then. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking about nothing else. I'm like, I'm already mad because this is the first time I like. Like, I don't know why I'm not playing because I'm killing in practice. I'm doing work in practice. So I'm like, oh, you killing practice. You're supposed to play. Right. So, so it kind of like, it kind of took like the passion and love that for, for basketball that I had when I went in there. Because then I started seeing the business side. Like, people don't see the business side. Yeah, sure. Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So people don't see like, Okay, we we have a vision for this, and we're gonna play these people, and we're gonna do this. Even if you look at now, you look at people like Jalil Ogafor. Jalil Ogafor is nice, but he don't fit into what's going on now in the NBA. So now it's like he bounces around. But anytime you play, he give you twenty in a minute. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker gives you twenty. You know, but it's like when 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 it, when certain times you go to certain places, if you don't fit, if it don't fit, right. Then you have to, you have to figure out a way to adjust, or you got to move on and try to find your fit. And then most players don't find a way to adjust because most players have, like I told you about when I was in college, most players have their own feeling and their own mentality. So most players in their mind, they got beef with somebody that really don't have beef with them. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like they sitting around like, oh, coach, coach don't like me. Coach, right? Nah, it ain't nothing about that. You know, coach trying to win. He got a, he got a plan to win, and you got to be able to fit into that plan of winning. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to be like my like one of my closest friends, God bless the Kobe Bryant. You got to be that good that they change for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, is he one of the other? You know what I'm saying? It's no middle. It's no middle area, and that's what people understand. You know what I'm saying? Because like when you grow up and you play AAU and you do stuff like that. You can easily bounce around. I don't like this because I'm gonna go over here and play over here. I'm gonna go over here. So it's always a gray area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you get when you get to the league, it's no gray area. No gray areas. If, if, if you're working or you're not working, mm. if you're hooping or you're not hooping, I don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? And you have to stay on your job. You have to stay focused. You have to stay, you know, hooping. You have to stay practicing. You know what I'm saying? What happened is, you know, you get NBA sometimes. If things ain't going your way. You start looking at other things to take up that time. You know what I'm saying? So if you feel like, yo, I ain't playing, instead of you going harder, you like, man, I'm going to hang out with the homeboys. I'm right, going to do right, this. Man. I'm going to do that. You know, and then now we live in the era of now you got 12, you got, you got, now you got, if you got, if you got a million followers, you got a million coaches. You know what I'm saying? So you can't even progress because whatever your coach telling you, somebody else telling you, nah, man, he don't know what he's talking about, man. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like we live in a, a, a world now, everything is saturated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. everything is, if somebody come out with this, then if that's the wave, everybody going to be on that wave at some point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And when you got, when you got people that, you know, cause like, you know, we all grew up as basketball players. So most of our life we, we, we told what to do. People don't look at it like that. We we're told what to do. So what to you do? Know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah. So like when we get out there by ourselves and there's nobody telling us what to do or, or people telling us so many things, then we listen to everything. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't have the right foundation, you will listen to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you, and one thing you can't do, you can't listen to everybody. Because you know why? Everybody's right, but everybody's wrong. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's what people understand. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because everybody's way is right to them. But it might be wrong for your life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, we live in, we live in a world where we want... We want, we want it now. We want everything now. Instant everything got to be microwave. Yeah, everything, and and we don't want to work for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, can I use? Let me use the bathroom for no, one go minute. Go ahead, bro. Oh. Uh, oh man, Joe, it's a special one, man. Yeah, man. Um, it's amazing. Like I, I was telling you on the show, and I tell everybody that like, I know this guy, but I don't know him by <laughs> by hearing this extensive story and how. Uh, how detailed he is and what it takes to be a professional athlete and also reflecting on the mistakes he made as a professional athlete and also to bring it back home to share that story with us like this might be the best podcast we did you know what I'm saying respectfully yeah, respectfully and no, just, I mean like yeah like you said it's, 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 it's an honor man like it's beyond again, an honor I, I had the privilege to work with Shan yep. you know who who is one of my role models one of my idols um, at Nike, um, at a, at a, you know, we had a Nike, um, Nike, uh, camp and, um, the dude, man, like you said, just the details and, and just the jewels and, and the, the substance of this dude is it, it's second to none, man. And it's just like, he holds on to everything that he says, you know what I mean? And right. I think that's what makes Sham who he is right. and, the, and the influencer now who he is. The, the ambassador, the the, the the professional NBA coach. Yep. Yep. It, it takes details to get to those places, man, and those levels. And not to get there, but to stay there. You know what True. I'm saying? Like it's, yep. e- it's easy. It's easy. It's not easy, but it's um it's a blessing to get somewhere. But yeah. to have longevity and have consistency is a, is a staple to who you are. You That's know what I'm fact. saying? That's and, a fact. And, and this right here, man, is, is I mean, crazy. this is like this is straight out of an archive like <laughs> I listen like I would tell you like as much as I, I know him I didn't know him and the fact that I always would support him and be there for him is like you just don't know those in and out stories right and right. those are the stories that you strive to get because any athlete or any even in our business now like we want to be the best and we want instant gratification right and I think that's just what his determination his grit his story was so, so illuminated as a young athlete, and then to get to the point right. of his pinnacle career, it became a challenge for him, and he acknowledged that, and recognized real, you know. And um, I admire him just from his, as a person and his perseverance. And I mean, we're already two hours eighteen minutes, and I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I don't want to stop. And I know I there's know. fans watching this, and I appreciate all the fans tuning in. I really do appreciate yeah. it. Um. We're not going to stop this podcast until we finish all our questions and get that time with Sham because Sham is a, a very royalty. special... He's royalty. He's basketball royalty. Absolutely right. He's basketball royalty at his finest. And the names he's dropping for somebody that played a limited amount of years in the NBA is still considered a myth and a goat. And everybody has, has either known him, played against him, or want to take his moves. And from Kobe to everybody, Mike Bibby, Garnett, like, do you hear the names he played against? Like, <laughs> like this is like NBA All Stars, like Chris Webber and Howard, like, 
like this guy Sham is like Sham is one of those those Yo. guys like he's basketball royalty at its finest and he's he's able to kind of connect <laughs> with us and you know what I mean? So, Shan, we were just talking about you behind your back uh, to let you know that, you know, we're already two hours in and I know we ain't rushing, but this is like bicycle royalty yeah. and archive that will be part of my life for the rest of my life because I was telling BG, like, I know you and I know of you, but I don't know of I don't know much of you and your stories that you share with me tonight and BG is just truly gems. Um, so I want to segue into yeah, another you part know. of... I want to segue to another part of your career. I know sure. the NBA uh, mm-hmm. stint was what it was, uh, and you you acknowledged those challenges and yeah. things you gotta things that you thought you could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the other part of your grit and what I admire you is the fact that you were able to have a, a professional career overseas and the CBA yeah. in the Chinese Basketball League for ten years. He started that. He started that way. You know what I'm saying? And talk about that experience. And talk yeah. about. Yeah, the so, difference between so NBA like, and overseas. Man, it was for me. It was a, it was a, it was a good experience because, you know, like I said, I've always been blessed to be in situations where, I was a, I was, I was a leader of the pack and not a follower of the pack. He's an so like when I first went to China, ambassador. Man. Yeah. So when I first, so when I, when I first went to China, you know, they wasn't taking point guards. You know what I'm saying? When I first, when I first went to China, I went just to go visit and I play the game and right before I even played the game they was like yeah you know they they don't take point guards so don't worry about it this is not and I was like cool and they was like but you know you could get some money you play this game I'm like all right so I played the game and then the owner of the team was like man can he come back like when the season starts to trial for the team. And I was like, trial for the team. I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm like, I don't want to come back over here. I'm just... I was like, man, you know, they they over here, you know what I'm saying? We don't got no TV channels. We got a uh, dog on the menu as a cuisine. I'm like, man, I'm not coming back here. You know? So, uh, so, 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 so I go, I go back, uh, I go back to, cause I was living in Maryland still. So I go back to Maryland um preseason start uh we we just traded for Mitch Richmond had Mitch Richmond I'm working out and stuff so like right before right before the cutoff day we practice and I get hurt so I get hurt I dunk I hit my shoulder so I can I can lift my shoulder for like 2 months oh, wow. so they they they're like yo we don't know what's going to happen this is that and at this point because we felt so miserable the year before we came in last place, they was like, we getting rid of everybody. So then, so they, they trade Chris Webber. Of course, I'm at the bottom of Paul, totem Paul. But if you don't even understand this, like, and to look back, it's so funny. Me and Ben Wallace, right, was the last two people on the Wizards bench. That we, we didn't play, we played a total of 20 games Wow, that year. And on being on the bench, that's when Ben Wise was like, "Yo, we not we not going we not going to cut our hair till we till we start <laughs> till we play." Oh. And I and I'm like, "Bet, let's do that." So I grew like a little afro. He just kept his going. That's how you got to breathe. <laughs> so he get like, crit. yeah, that's how I got the brace. And people don't even understand. Like Ben Wise was doing the same thing he was doing in practice with the wit. And that's what I, that's what I mean by when I say. You have to find your niche or you have to find your spot. Ben Wallace played the same exact way for the Wizards in practice. The same exact way. No other way. 
strongest dude in the gym, blocking shots, rebounding, this and that. But at that time, it was like all the big men was like Shaq, David Robinson, yeah. this, this and that. So he didn't fit that mold. So he was or he was on the bench with me the whole game, like just chilling. He go he go to Orlando Magic's then to Detroit and now he Hall of Fame. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So <laughs> You know, he was he he was blessed enough. He was blessed enough for that to happen. So I get injured. So then they brought me in the office one day, and they was like, "Yeah, we think about going another way." Cause they had just signed me to a two year deal. So they was like, "Yeah, we think about going another way." We don't know, how, you know, how you gonna be when you come back. This and that, and and like this this how this how crazy it was. I was I was so over it because I was so in love with basketball that. The NBA was like it was like hard. It was like it felt like a like it felt, at that point it felt like a job. Mm-hmm. So when I came in, and it was like, um, yeah, we think about going another way. This, you know, and you know, it's that. I, the only thing I said, I was like, oh, okay, cool, and I just left. Like I didn't, I didn't have, you know, and I, and it's kind of I guess because being from Brooklyn, being from <laughs> Harlem, it's like never be weak. So yeah. I just was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? That's on y'all. And I just left. So then I'm like, you know, at this time I got a house, I got stuff, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, man. So China called my agent and was like, um, yeah, we want Sham to come back. This is that. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'd rather be home and figure it out, you know, because this is how a New York person thinks. I'm, I'm like, it. you know, at that time overseas is not popping. So I'm like, I'm like, man, I'd rather be home being I'd rather be in the street popping, getting it, you know, so I could play this tournament, that you know, whatever. I'm you know, I'm in the la la land. So, but at the same time, like I always did good with my money. So it's like I got a house. Like I'm not like I'm not a person like I don't party, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not in that category. I never I never did that stuff. So I got the house and all that stuff. So I'm like, nah, I got to pay these bills. So at this point, so the China was like, yo, we're going to give you 30000 a month. This is that. I'm like, 30000 a month? I'm like, cash? I'm like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> so so my mindset was, so my mindset was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go over here for one month, get the 30000 come back home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, that's how that's how we think. You know right. what I'm saying? So I, so I get over there. The end of the month, I mean, I, I I hate it, but I'm hooping. Like, at this point, you know, I rehab, my shoulder's feeling fine. I'm like, so at this point, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and play, you know, make sure I'm good. Then I'm going to just come back to the NBA. That's all I'm doing. So, so at the end of the month, they come, and they got my salary. So they got the 30000 But they bring in cash, not check. Jesus. So, you know, at this point, this is the first time me seeing, like, 30000 cash. So yeah, I'm yeah. like. Yeah, so they like, huh? Here go your money. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, let me put this in the bag and all that. So I'm like, so I'm saying, so 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 I, so I call home. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna do another month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you see the money. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do another month. Every time I wanted to come home, they was bringing me my I cash. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I, I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, I could do another month. I could do another month. And then at that time, China started blowing up because uh, Yao Ming became yes. good. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. And then that year, then 
And then that year, I got best import. You know, I was leading the league in scoring, assists, and steals. Mm. So I'm like, I'm cooking. So now, you know, I'm doing, and you know, and people in the, and people in the United States ain't see stuff. You know, China never saw none of this stuff. So now they see me, they thinking I'm from another planet. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm dribbling and doing all this. They never seen that. So the next year, me and Yao Ming get MVP together. Oh, that's play the All Star game. All the scouts come there, and they all the scouts come there to see Yao Ming. So I'm in the All Star game. I'm going crazy, and uh, Seattle SuperSonics at the time. They like, man. They like, man. You don't work on your jumper. You don't. They like, yo. You want to come to training camp? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I can do that. Going to going to that summer. Seattle SuperSonics is done. The team is done. Oh. Jesus, that's right. So, so, so now, so now I'm like, yo, Damn. I'm like, yo, man, this is crazy. <laughs> so, 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 wow. so what happened was they was like, so then teams was like, yo, we like you. You saw what you was doing in China. It was like, but won't you play a couple of games in the CBA? So we'll call you up. So I was like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I played two. I played two games. So I played two games. I had like thirty. So nobody, nobody called. Nobody said nothing. So I was like, so then China was like, look, we got this five. We got this five hundred k. Come back this night. I was like, whoa. I was like, yeah, I'm going back. I was like, I, I'm going back. I ain't trying to. So then, even up to that point, I was talking to the Knicks. Then the Knicks was like, nah, you should stay because you know just have patience. Somebody will call you up and all that. And I was like. Yeah, but if y'all don't call me up, now I got to work in the summer. Yeah. And I was like, that's not that. I'm like, that. I ain't on that flow. Like, I ain't on that flow. Because the summer is supposed to be for me. Relax. And supposed to be for, yeah, yeah, yeah. relax, workout, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so at that point, China, at that point, China was giving me money. And then what happened was, the best thing, the best, you know, and, and when I look at back in that, I've probably been more patient. Yeah, I probably got the, the other chance I'm looking for. But what happened was I got to a comfortable spot where they let me be me yes. 100%. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I have found, I have found, I have found the joy, the joy again in basketball. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I was being paid good. So I was like, and then I did a deal where it was mm. like, because China's only six months. So what happened was I had did a deal, my agent had did a deal with um, China and I had told them, because they were telling my agent, nah, we're gonna do this. And I was like, nah, I was like, don't worry about it, I'll handle it because I know the market. And I knew all the teams in China wanted me. You know what I'm saying? Like all the teams wanted me. It was dude, like you guys like Red Freeman, different dudes was trying to come to China. And they was like, yo, does this person play like Shamgar? Or let me ask Shamgar, like, can this, you know, this and that. So pe- people was calling me, like, oh, my agent was like, call you. Like, because they say all the teams respect what you're saying. So I had worked out a deal. It was a, it was a unique deal because I had did it like the NBA. I was, because even though, like, I was home for six months, I was like, for me to stay on the team that I was on in China, I was like, I got to get paid all year round. Yeah. So then they was they was paying me while I was home. Yep. So so at that point I was like, cause you know at that point France and other people was trying to get me. I was like, I was like, for me not to go nowhere else, y'all need to pay me the whole year. Mm. So they did that, and then like I said, you know the rest 
the rest is history. Everybody starts seeing. Then everybody started hearing about oh, all the stuff that was happening for me. So then everybody wanted to come to China. Yeah. And what people understand, even when even when Steph got out of the league, that's my bro. And it's not, and I'm not saying it's because of me, but I saw Steph in LA. We we chilling and we talking. Um, it was in it was the Orlando Magic and the Lakers like finals. Okay. You know, because I went I went out there actually, Ron Ron brought me out there to go to the finals. Nice. So, so I went went there. I see. I'm in the LES hotel. I see. I mean the SLL the S the SLS hotel. I see Steph. So uh, this is when Iverson went overseas, mm-hmm. and then that whole thing went went haywire or whatever, yeah. whatever. So I saw Steph, and Steph was like, "Yo, what's up?" I was like, "Just chilling, man." I was like, "He was like, yeah, man. You know, I'm about to go overseas somewhere. This is that." And he was like, "Turkey or something else." He was like. I was like, yo, you should go to China. Mm. And I was like, I was like, I was like, the reason why I'm telling you this is because, you know, them other countries, they have their own Irisons, their own Sham Guards, their own right. Stephon Marbury's. They have, you know, like look at Brandon Jennings. When he was overseas, they had Ricky Rubio that yep. they was loving. Yep. That's that they was, you know, doing. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, when you go to China, it's gonna be all you. Yeah. It ain't no steps in China. You know what I'm saying? So so uh Steph then Steph came to China. So that's the so I got I got injured the year before Steph came to China and then he actually he actually came to the team I was on and then that's how I started I started coaching that year and he was on that team. Wow yeah. And then he went to another team, you know what I'm saying? And then he just he took it all to the next level. I say that to say is like you know, things things happen for me is because, you know, the most important thing for me is like having the knowledge of self and being a good person. You know what I'm saying? And one, everybody to win. Not just me to win. You know what I'm saying? I want everybody to win. I don't care who it is. You know what I'm saying? If somebody got something going on, I'm like, yo, this that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? And like whether it was Steph, you know, but me saying go to China and all the other stuff, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just, you know, I just wanted to see him win. You know what I'm saying? It's not no, you know, it's a crazy thing. It's not no person in New York that's under me that I haven't been involved with at some point. Oh. You know what I'm saying? When I was in Providence, you know what I'm saying? Jamel used to bring Sebastian up there. I used to work him out every day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I used to be in FIT late late at night, two, three in the morning with Talik Brown every day working out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? A little old cook, you know what I'm saying, doing stuff with Omar Cook. You know what I'm saying? When 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 Larry first came to New York from Cali. I'm the first person he came to. Yep. And then sing, take him in there every yep. night, working him out. I go away, I come back. They're like, yo, this nigga named Bone Collector going crazy. I'm like, who? <laughs> and I'm like, I see. I'm like, you talking about? I'm like, you talking about Larry? I'm like, yo, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so so I, so I always was blessed to be around people that 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 I I, I see I see in them what what, what I saw in myself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The work ethic, the grind. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's B, whether it's BG, whether it's you know all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? When I see y'all, y'all here working. You know what I'm saying? It's always been like that. People that were with me in LaSalle, they ain't even play ball. They come in the morning, you know, let's get shots, let's do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I think I think the problem, like, the reason why we fell behind so much 
It's because we started hating so much. Yes, yes, yeah. Speak on it. And I and I and I and I hate to use the words hating. I hate to use the word hating. I like to say we start being envious, envious. of each other. Yeah. Because because nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, if you remove basketball, if you remove a podcast, if you remove getting money, if you remove this, everybody cool. Everybody cool. You dig what I'm saying? Like everybody hang out with each other, everybody do something. That's so it's like, you know, if you remove Hey, he run the tournament. He got this tournament. You remove all that stuff. Everybody genuinely like the person like that's talking crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, so that's why I never use the word hate. It's more like I like to say people are just like you get envious of a person because a person is winning, but you don't understand. The more you clap, the more you praise. You know what I'm saying. You will get your shot to win. Mm. You know what I'm saying. And that's and that's the thing. You shouldn't. Like I tell people, you don't have to tear me down for you to, to be up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're supposed to be here together. And then you got to have knowledge yourself. You got to know yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because just because your ceiling is my floor, that's not mm. on me. That's a fact, yeah. That's you fact. know what I'm saying? And and it's, and it's like, and, and it's like, it's like, it's, instead of us being a part of the wave, we we complicate the wave, you know what I'm saying, and that's the thing out of town do so good. That's why they passed us, right. because it's like what happened is, if you got something going out of town, you got the same LES tournament downtown. Everybody just come to support, just to support. Right. You did what I'm saying. If you in if you in the city, people are not going, just because they don't want to support. Like they could love the tournament, but they like, oh, that's his tournament. I'm not going. Right, and it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's real shit. You get yeah. if you you got the same tournament, you got the same tournament out of town. They don't even got to know you. They like, <laughs> oh, homeboy black, he doing this, he's Spanish, he doing this. Oh, yo, we gonna go over there and have a good time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. True. You know what I'm saying. But it's like when we get, it's like we get here. You know, because I, I see it, I see it a lot. Like for me, it don't bother me because I'm like, you know, I, I feel, I feel love. I feel love. You yep. know what I'm saying? And Nobody can loved. never make and me not feel love because because love for for me, love comes from so many places. So I feel the love. But for the people that can't feel the love of the places, you know, we supposed to embrace, you know what I'm saying? We right. don't pose a we don't supposed to devalue each other because we know each other. True. And that's what and that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like if I it's like, how can I get more love in that state than the state where you know me? That meant, that's crazy to me. That's you dig what I'm saying? That's like, like, to me, that's crazy. So it's like, so the only reason I can say you feel that way is because, because you think you know me, so you devalue me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you look at mm. me as, oh, okay. But it's like, no, because you have to be around people that, that remind you of who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you can stay who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you have to take, you have to be able to take real advice. Real advice. Not, 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 not the, not, not the, not the fan advice. Mm. Real advice. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's like, you know, I, I, I see things happening, even with the younger kids, I see things happening. I'll be like, 
Yo, what are they talking about? You know, it's like, you know what I mean? People ask me, yo, you should do an AAU tournament, you should do this tournament. And I said, you know I can do it because I can't deal with the parents. <laughs> right, right, shit. And, and, and I'm not the one for it. I'm not the right, one to be right. listening to craziness. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's okay, but you, you should absolutely think your kid is a star. Right. But you shouldn't think your kid is a star to the point that, you, that you're willing to take away from other kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. True shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's what we do. We ain't going to the game because we want our kid to do good so bad, we would downplay another, another kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, why? When I when I was coming up, my man Mars was rooting for me just like she was rooting for her son. Like, <laughs> you know, and at, at that point, when I became better than her son, she was rooting for me more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like now, like, 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 like now we don't have that. Yeah. Because we think. And then and the reason why it's sad that we it's, the reason why it's sad now is because the reason why it's sad because we have so when I was coming up and y'all, y'all was coming up, y'all didn't have the same they it's so many avenues now. So many. You don't have to hate on no other kid. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I tell kids, I'm like, if you play ball and you nice and your man and your man is okay, but he ain't nice as you, okay. I tell parents all the time. The same energy you put into that kid that's nice and bored, put it into your son to learn how to be his manager or his agent mm. so they could grow together. Oh, my God. So they could grow together. So then he never get left or he never feel left out. Right. You know what I'm oh. saying? Because because everybody, like, if you watch, if you look at, if you look at places like, like LeBron crew, you look at the crew. They was together. Everybody's LeBron James in they field. Rich Paul is LeBron James of agents. Tough. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like we 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 need to keep the kids together instead of like putting them against each other. To always, yo, this that, this that, this that. It's like no, let's 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 teach the kids the right way, and let's get this New York thing back on track right. because right now they laughing. Laughing. I go places, people kill New York. Like, oh man, y'all do this and that, this <laughs> and that. And I'm like. Oh, y'all just love Instagram. Y'all love this. Y'all love that. And I'm like, and then it's like, why you keep taking the same advice from the people that's led you down the same rabbit hole? Oh, man. Man. You dig what I'm saying? It's like, yep. It's like, or you taking advice from people that ain't never been around nothing. It's like, it's like, it's like if somebody tell you to go to this place, right? And you go to this place and it don't work. Then they tell you to go to this place, you go to that place, it don't work. Okay, that's two times. So when do you stop listening mm. to that person? When it's too late. All right. And yeah. And then and then you know we see this is what happens. Then we you what happens is when you get mad, you go to your phone <laughs> and then everybody on your phone, nah, they hating on you, son. They they hating on you. This is that, that. So you mean to tell me everybody hating them? At some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, yo, you know what? I ain't doing my thing. I got to do my thing. Accountability. Talk about that. Everybody ain't hating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yo, we got we, we got to, you know, it's just like, you know, that's why I said I can't I can't wait for it. Like, once things calm down, because there's so much stuff I got coming, like, you nice. know, being a part of the NBA now, you know, yep. training, you know, teaching people like KP, Luka Doncic, oh. just different people. You know what I'm saying? Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry, mm. you know, whether it's Victor Aladipo, just different, just different mm. people, you mm. know, 
you know, you know, being mentors for people like Trey Young or like, mm. you know, Dennis Smith Jr., you know what I'm saying? It's like, because for me, it's bigger than ball. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, for me right now, it's all about just being significant. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you don't have to say Sham did this or Sham. I don't care about that. It's like, as long as I know I'm helping, you know what I'm saying? Like, if V call me, you know, if I give advice, if I give him a small piece of advice that can help him do something, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I want Sham to be something me more than basketball. I wanted to be like, yo, I help people. I was serving, I was good to people, and I always wanted people to win. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, because where we come from, just for you to get out, just for you to get out, you win it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, and I don't understand why we don't embrace that. You know what I'm saying? It's like we got to be at a certain level to feel we win it. Like yo, we win it. Or oh, he ain't all that because he's doing that. Yes, he is all that. Praise him. It's okay. It's okay because if you was doing the same thing, you would be wanting people to praise you. So it's like yo, and then when you praise people, you start getting praises. Things start coming to you. People right. start wanting to help you. It's like, but if all you're doing is got an attitude and saying why him and why that, then you know it's you know, it's so crazy. It'd be so it'd be so nasty out here now, man. Sometimes I can't even so, I can't even talk to people sometimes, man. I'll be jump on the jack and be like, that's why I'd be off Instagram like because I look at something on Instagram and I and I don't I'll be wanting to say something and I'm like, you know what, it's not even worth it. Because I look at something and I and I'll be like, why is these people listening to these people telling them that you know, and like I said, I know I've been there firsthand. I've been there before, where the same coach I told you about, my college coach, that's one of my best friends right now. Mm. After all that, you know what I'm saying? That's after, of, anything happened for me, anything happened for me, he's the first person that called. Hey man, beautiful. Shame. This is good for you, man. Do that. Hey, talk to this person, and you know why? It's because once once I remove myself out of that. And stop making things personal. Yep. Personal all the time. Personal. Everything Everything ain't personal. You know what I'm saying? And then we got to be able to accept. We got to be able to accept the feedback. Constructive criticism. Everybody, yep. every, everybody don't got to like you. They not hating if they don't like you. They not hating if I like to if I like to work out with him better than him. That, that Okay. Okay, cool. Do what you do. But don't, don't turn it into, oh, man. This person doing this. And then everybody got their own lane. So right. when I speak to people, my first thing I tell them, yo, whatever you doing, right? if the people you doing it with like it, keep doing what you're doing. Don't get caught up trying to do this and that. You know, when I first met you, I'm like, yo, do what you do. Like, yo, don't get caught up in, yo, somebody telling you, yo, do like him. You remember it was me you, and who... Who's the hottest person in the street that's out? E Don, the yeah. hottest person in the street. And it is no knock, it's no knock on nothing. But now we're in 20, and that's nowhere to be found. <laughs> and that's that's no knock, and that's no it's that's real, no knock to him. But real. what I'm saying is everybody have their moment. Everybody have their moment to shine. When 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 I first met you, what everybody tomorrow? Yo, the basketball whisperer, this, that, woo, woo, woo. Everybody thought that was it. Right. And I'm like, no. The one thing that happens with the world, it keep going. So going. it's going to be another, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be another sham guard. It's going to be another this. It's going to be another that. It's going to be another. It's, 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 that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, while you here, embrace what you stand for. 
And like I tell people, if I ain't the best dribbler ever, I'm going to spark the brain of the best dribbler ever. Mm. Period. Because you know why? Because I, I share. I share my knowledge. I don't keep my knowledge so I can say, oh, look at me. I'm the only one that can do this. I don't, I don't, I don't get off by somebody saying, yo, this is the sham going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for that. And then I love that. And I love that when I'm dead and gone, that's still going to be here and all that. But I'm a person that dribbles. Like, I can dribble. You dig what I'm saying? I'm not a side nothing. Like, I really can dribble. You know what I'm saying? So so that's why all that stuff happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what people understand. Like, when people be, or you know, on a, on a hate parade or whatever, they, are, they don't understand. The reason why that happened is because I really can dribble. Mm. So that that just went hand in hand. I wasn't a person that just did a move. Like, I, I was known for dribbling before the NCAA tournament. Right. I was in I was in five star and Howard Buffing God bless the dead was like, this is the best dribbler of, of our time. Yeah. This is a McDonald's or American game. This is two years before Duke. You dig what I'm saying? So that's what they don't understand. Like right. it's people that went to LaSalle that'd be like, oh, that ain't the sham well, It's so many other moves that they would say is the sham well. Be coming up, dribbling up the court between my legs, full speed. Yeah, full speed. They'd be like, oh, that was the move. The crab walk. The yeah, crab so walk. <laughs> The crab walk, <laughs> Sam. Is Sam, like the shit, the crab walk, baby. It's like, it's like what it's it's like it's like what they call a crab walk now. Like that was that was the flow. That was the flow. You you know what I'm saying? So so when people so when people get caught up and say, yo, who did this? Who did like yo, yo listen, man, y'all y'all can have that. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool where I'm at. Sam, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I got I gotta say it. this, man, and then I think cut you off, but I'm blessed, man, to just have shared that time, yeah. that time with you, brother. And like, like the jewels you dropped on me that summer, um, they they stick with me to this day. And I I I don't hold them to my heart. I try to share them because that's another yeah. thing you taught us. You taught us that you have to share the knowledge. You have to share the information. And I think that's what that's what landed you an NBA job. That's what landed you to be the biggest influence of a Puma and, and to be. The the uh the the revitalization of Puma and their brand and um you know yeah. I, I just have to say that man that I appreciate it and um you know it, it's, it's it's an honor man to me to to have you know worked alongside of you and, and like you said man it's it's all about timing because even even in that situation that we was in and you could have handled it a whole different way but because of your humbleness because of your exactly you know, because of your your, your uh your, your your knowledge. You handle it a certain way, and now the consistency, right? Me and Joe was talking about that. Like a lot of people make it, but they don't have consistency. They don't have longevity because they don't have substance. And and you just not a dribbler. You just not a ball mm -hmm. handler. You you're a person of substance. Yep. Um. So yeah, I, I just want I just want to give you man those flowers. And on and top of that, and on top of that, before Sham responds, I mean, one of the proudest moments I had to learn about you, Sham, was. You, you, not. I mean, many people know, but at the time, nobody knew that you went back to Providence to get your degree in 2012. Yes, you did. Yeah, and, man. And honestly, the way you left and how you exited is a night and day conversation for yourself. So, in yep. terms of meeting that, yeah. in, in terms of meeting your goal and your accomplishment, uh, and, and getting your degree, uh, I'm proud of you, and I know you're proud of yourself because a lot of cats won't go back to that situation nope. to finish it once they made it. Man, that was a. Man, people don't even understand. That's like, that's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
one of the like it's like this this whole last five years, bro. It's like like I had three like top top moments in my life. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know graduating graduating from Providence and and, and getting that degree from my mom's right. like one of the Please. most amazing things. It's the most amazing feeling. And the reason why it was so amazing because. I physically went to school. Like, it's no online and all that. And like, mm. I physically went to school. And then what made it great, and the way, the way God blessed me was, because by me physically went, going to school, then I became a coach at Providence. You yes, know what did. I'm saying? Yes, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I take the classes online, that don't happen. You right. know what I'm saying? And then, in that whole strive, like you said earlier, when people get confused, that people would think, oh, Sham is a... Uh, you know, just showing people how to dribble and do tri- like when people come to my workouts, like the least thing I do is dribble. dribbling. You know what I'm saying? In my in my workout, that's the least. That's the that's the least thing I do in my workouts. So like, I really develop people mentally and physically. You know what I'm saying? Because without the mental, you know what I'm saying? You're just gonna have a robot. You know what I'm saying? And then the the one thing that I'm most 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 proud of is like, you know what I'm saying? Besides being being a father, family man, stuff like that, is um, I could have played in the NBA forty years, forty years, and not have a basketball shoe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I could have oh, messed it up. You know what I'm saying? So like, so 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 for so so when people bring any type of energy to me, they gotta understand, man. Like, but respect your name. I'm, I'm a person that's. I'm a person. I'm a person that's living in my in, in my inspiration. You dig what I'm saying? Not too many people live in in the pe- live around the people they inspire. Tough. You know what I'm saying? I live my inspiration every day. You know what Tough. I'm saying? Most people most people die and then their family failed what they did. You know what I'm saying? You gotta understand, I was blessed to 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 be with Mark Cuban in an organization like Dallas Mavericks where Mark Cuban and Rick Carlisle, you know, they let me be myself. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't have to do that. Like, they let me, st- I'm still shame up. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's, it's not like I'm just some coach on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm shame up a part of the Dallas Mavericks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I have only that embrace. I've only that embrace the sham guard part. And wow. the coach that embraced and the staff that embraced the sham guard part. I could have been on the staff where people hate and be like, right. yo, this, this, and that. But no, everybody everybody embraced. Oh, the players rock, you know, just rock out. You know what I'm saying? Then and then I'm also blessed to be with, with with a company like Puma where they take the visions from my head and put it into the world. You know what I'm saying? And they embrace they embrace the whole Sham God brand too. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like, you know, some places you could go and it's like, Okay, this is that, and that's just that. But it's like anything I do with Puma is like they always want me to be Sham Guard, and Puma is a partner with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? They they they're not trying to overshadow, drown. They're not trying to. I ain't even gonna say overshadow. They're not trying to drown the Sham Guard out. They want Sham Guard just to be side by side with Puma. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then they bless me with a they bless me with a sneaker of my my journey. You know, what I'm saying? the journey of my life is. Yeah, journey of my life is in the shoe. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, um, this this fall, you know, I have another shoe coming out with clothes and stuff. So it's like, you know, it, it take it take it take a lot. The one thing the draft taught me is never let nobody else 
speed me up or put me off track of God's plan. So that's why now, when people see me now and they're like, man, you're so calm, you're so humble. Now, it ain't about trying to be humble. This is just who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm living proof. I'm living proof of what God what God could do for you. You dig what I'm saying? Because, like, you got to think, bro. You're talking about somebody that played 20 games in the NBA, somebody that's more famous than people that played in the NBA 20 years, <laughs> Some somebody, somebody that's right now that's in the NBA coaching and got a signature shoot. I can't name two, 10 people on my hand I got a signature shoot that's in the NBA. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I'm just trying to make sure, you know, I keep doing right and keep giving back. And just have this legacy, keep um, living on and on, and just help help develop the people. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's B, whether it's anybody else, Kevin, or just help people to get to to get to right here. Because at, at one point, he know we all were sitting in the same place. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I I try to do my best to be to to walk in God's plan because you know what I'm saying? Because I know like. I will be able to help open doors to make doors easier for other people. You know sure. what I'm saying? To come in those doors because because anytime I get around NBA people, I tell them all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm they they could they always like, yeah, Sham, you just I'm like, yeah, it's like it's like 20 other of me <laughs> in the hood. I'm telling you. Y'all just gotta give them a chance. Because because the era we live in now, the the players in the NBA, they need to to see these type of uh trainers and see yeah. these type of people because they come from the same place they come from, and they teaching them the basketball of now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When I see IG and I see B teaching teaching the kid how to do step back side steps and dribbling and all that and things like that, that's 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 a that. You know what I'm saying? That's not something you can just learn on YouTube and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have the passion and the love for that stuff. No doubt. So Sham, um, you mentioned about. The Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban. Uh, as everybody knows, you are a player development mm -hmm. coach for the Mavericks. Uh, talk about working with Mark Cuban and then taking the opportunity to kind of influence young stars such as Porzingis, Luka Doncic, who's who destined for greatness. You mentioned Trey Young and Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I, I know you being humble, but in sense of that, in, that infectious, powerful... Um, Aura that you bring, how 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 is it working with Mark and, and those guys, and how how is your influence kind of being exuberated right now? Man, man, for me it's, it's a blessing because you know I kind of got I kind of got a head start in player development because like most of the people I work with and train, you know, they're fans of mine, it's just like I'm fans of theirs. So you know when you come in on that end, people tend to listen to you more, more, a little more quicker, more faster. And then once they know you know what you're talking about, then they really open the floodgates and trust. You know, it's like it's like it's like just a true story, right? So I remember this is right when me and uh, me and B was doing the whole Nike thing and all that. Like I remember that summer, I go to uh, I, I fly. Uh, I'm at Providence. I go to uh, Peach Gen in Augusta, Georgia, and um. I go to I go to the the Nike tournament, the PGM tournament, and um, I uh, I see I see um, I see Trey Young and um, uh. Michael Porter Jr. in the airport, right? I mean, not in the airport, in the mall. I see them. They both is like they gotta be like in the tenth grade, tenth eleventh grade. So I see them, and 
uh, one of the kids, come, one of the kids, I had one of the kids tell Trey, like, well, that's sham God, or whatever. So I see Trey, Trey's like, nah, that's not sham God, whatever. So they come speak. He's like, you sham God? I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, what's up? So then Michael Porter, like, oh, that's what's up. Like, you know, this is that. So I go to the gym. My homeboy is there. He's like, hey, I want you to, I want you to meet um, Ray Young. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I meet him, and he like, yeah, I know who you are. This is that. He like, yo, I used to, play, I played, I played ball in '95 too. I'm a class '95. This is Trey's father. Uh, and he's like, hey, can you do me a favor? He said, can you do me a favor? Uh, I know you're about to leave, but my son play tomorrow at uh, three o'clock. So I said, I said, oh, three o'clock. I said, right, I'm gonna be there. I said, I'm coming. He's like, yo, he's like, you know, at this point, they're like, they're like, you know, they're like, for real? You serious? I said, yeah, I'm going to come watch. Mm. You know, I'm going to come check him out. Like, you you asked me to come check him out. I'm going to check him out. So I go. Never forget, I go. I see him. I think at, at this at this point, he's not even um top 10. He's like, it's like 20-something at this point. Because at, at this point, it was uh, Trayvon Duvall. Yep, and, Trayvon. Um, uh, I want to say the kid, the kid, the last, the last name of the kid name was Green. He went to, uh, he from Philly. He went to, uh, yeah, I went to Syracuse first, left Quale there, Green, and now Green, he's at, Quale, yeah, yeah, Quade Green. So they got, they got Trayvon Duvall one, Quade Green two, Trey Young three, but Trey Young is like 20, 20 something in the country. Mm. But Quade and um, Trey Vaughn is like top 10. So I go, I watch. I'm just watching. So after the game, his father, like, what you think? So I start talking to him. I'm like, yo, I said, next game, see if you could do this right here. So I'm showing him some stuff, whatever, whatever. So I come to the next game. Mm. He did it. He did it like right away. Did it, right? So his pops, his pops. Like, which is one of my closest friends now. He's like, yo, what you think this is that? I said, uh, I said, yo, let me tell you something. I said, don't even worry about it. I said, your son is skilled. I said, by the time he's in the 12th grade or in college, he's going to surpass the, those guys in front of him. Wow. He said, this, this is, if you, if you ever see him, you ask him. He said, I don't know about that. I said, trust me. I'm telling you, I know. Mm. I said, because the stuff I'm telling him to do in the way he's doing it, so easy, that just don't happen. Jeez. You know? So he was like, so he's like, I, I, I hear you, Sham. I hear you, Sham. I said, all right, all right. So from that day forth, me and his pops talk all the time. You know, uh, I had brung, uh, I had brung, I had brung, and then I went to the Nation. Dennis is there. Me and Dennis is close. I'm bringing Chris Dunn at the time. I'm training Chris Dunn. Yes. I'm bringing Chris Dunn to meet Dennis. Yep, yep. Because now Chris Dunn is Chris Dunn is killing college. So I bring him to meet Dennis. So he meet Dennis. I'm talking to Dennis' family every day. So uh, fast forward. Trey Young about to uh, pick a school. And he's like, you know, Duke, Kentucky, you know, Oklahoma. And his father's like, yo, uh, you know, his father don't mind me telling the story. But yeah, his father's like, yeah, you know, the blue blood, we're going to see the blue bloods 
so you can be on TV. And I said, I said, well, all the stuff that he's learning, if uh, if he do his thing like he's going to do his thing, he's going to be on TV wherever he go. It's a fact. Right. So he was like, what you, he said, what you think about Oklahoma? So what you think about Oklahoma? I was like, I think that's cool. I said, and the coach coaches the NBA, so that's good. You know, the NBA often. And then I said, you know, I said, I said, he'll be fine. I said, he'll be fine because I said, he's skilled. Like, Trey, Trey was really skilled. Like his, father, like, his father did a great job. Like, he's really skilled. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, you know, so I'm, so my thing is just give little, little gems and little advices here and there. So I'm like, well, if he go to Oklahoma, it'd be like how I was when I played with Menacing, LaSalle, and stuff like that. I'm like, he'd play against all the nice guys, and if he kill the nice guys, then his stock arise even more. Right. Of course, he goes to Oklahoma. <laughs> he does this and that. Now, mind you, why, why is he Oklahoma? I'm sending him, I'm sending edits of like Steph Curry. Right. Like I'm breaking edit, I'm breaking film down. I'm like, yo, you know, they start trapping him. So I'm like, yo, look away, Steph Curry. I'm just sending him edits straight. Steph Curry just moving without the ball. Mm. Then I'm sending him dribble moves with Dame Lillard. Like you, I'm like this. I'm sending him all edits of Tony Parker, but not just shooting all floats. Jesus, I'm like yo, you gotta get this. So I'm so I'm breaking down every aspect of of a point guard game, what they do best. And I'm like, you need to learn this stuff to put in your game, like because he was already he was already had that stuff. But I'm like, this is how you manifest it. Right. I'm sending him. I'm sending him film. Sending him film. Sending him film. And then you know, like I said, so even even when um even even rookie year when the first half of like summer league whatever he was struggling whatever he was shooting, and you know everybody's like yo he shooting crazy and this and that and I and I told him I said bro like you know I said I said try to be more like Stephen Nash than Steph Curry because mm-hmm. the one thing about Trey is uh, the one thing about Trey is that's different from Steph. I know a lot of people try to put him with Steph, but Trey's a better passer. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Trey, Trey plays more like Steve Nash. I mean, he got uh, stuff right, but he's played more like Steve Nash. So, you know, so the long story short is like, I don't, I don't, I don't just rock with you if you're a star, not a star. You know what I'm saying? It's mad kids. I speak to to this day. You know what I'm saying? I was just speaking to Juwan Evans the other day in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I don't, it's like, if I rock with you and I rock with your family, I'm always going to be trying to help out. Whether you want to go overseas, whether you want to hit, I'm like, yo, you know, I always want you to be the best player you could possibly be because, you know, those times when I was going through that stuff at Providence and stuff like that, I didn't have no big homie. Right. T- telling me, like, yo, man, you need to sit your ass down. You need to chill out. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? You need to just stay in the gym and work and, and do your thing and, and, and this and that. And, you know, and, and what happened was, where I made the mistake at was, Cause in high school I used to have Kevin Jackson. Kevin Jackson used to That's be my guy. everywhere. Aim right? high, aim high. And and me and Kev used, me and, yeah, me and Kev used to work out every night. And then when I got in college, you know, I was still working out every night, but I lost that from him. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it wasn't like it is now. You like you taking your man with you even in college. You know what I'm right. saying? And even when I got with the Wizards, when I moved to Maryland, he wasn't coming to Maryland like that. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. So. So I always try to be the one that's always like staying in touch, reaching out, like let's figure this out, make sure your mental good, 
Mm-hmm. And you know that's that's all part of player development. You know what I'm saying? So I like I tell people, I give a shout out to all everybody. Everybody that do player development. You know what I'm saying? Because people don't understand what goes into it. The love you gotta have to do player development. Yep. People don't understand how much of a servant we are mm. to the person. You know what I'm saying? They don't understand how much we're a servant to to make it to making sure you do good. You know what I'm saying? Like when you don't do good, we feel just like you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And like I tell you, I don't care what type of play development you do for you to give yourself up to make somebody else's dreams come true. That should always be respected, always be appreciated, no matter what nobody say. I don't care who you is. You know what I'm saying? And then that's and that's the thing because player development is not just one thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Player development is a thing of is 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 what the player needs at the time he needed. Yeah. Even if he needs you to hang out with him. That's a fact. Get his mind on stuff. Even if he having family problems and he needs to just talk to you and kick it. Yeah. You know how much that helps him play in the game? Facts. You know what I'm saying? But people always take it as, well, this person don't do that. This person don't do that. This person don't do that. Well, how about that person don't need that? Right. Yeah. I you got know, a question so, for you, Shane. You know, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here. I got a question. So in, in the same vein about Trey Young and play development and what that entails uh, for what mm-hmm. you've seen from Luca in his first two years, is it crazy to say that he's a top five player in the league right now? Or do you feel he's wow. a top five player potentially all time with his skill sets? That's Luca that's Luca the Don, man. Luca ill with it, yeah. I was going to say he, like, he, he's Luka ill with it. With it man. Nah, Luca. Luca, Hill, bro, like, like Luca, Luca is the person, like, Luca is the person, like, if you were a painter, and somebody just gave you a blank canvas, and you have, and this canvas, this canvas got all this potential to be whatever you want it to be, you know what I'm saying? So Luca is that, like, Luca is the person that has, has all this talent that any little thing I give him, any big thing I give him, he takes it to the next level. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like one year from the next, you know, like us changing his angles and telling him different angle points to attack yeah, and this and that. that yeah. Like all you gotta do is tell him one time or show him one time. And next thing you know, he's he's doing it. And that's and that's what I'm saying. That's the type of stuff I see. That's the type of stuff for me, the way I develop my game, I could see in certain people. Like, okay, this person could do a little bit. It's like when I saw, you know, Chris, like when I saw KP, I'm like, Oh yeah, he could go off the dribble. He could do this. He look crazy. But now when he do it, everybody like, yo, he doing step besides. The... Yeah, that's that's just that's in him. Cause like one thing people understand when they come to me, I look at the player. I can't bring nothing out of you that's not in you. That's not in you. Yes. <laughs> so 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 all that's from God. All that's from God. I'm just I'm just a I'm just a stepping stone at that point. You know what I'm saying? But I would never sit here and say. You know, me and B had had such a long time where he'll tell you my thing is the same thing. I would never say say I made somebody. You can't make nobody. Right, right. You can help somebody get a little bit better or a little bit worse, but you can't make them. Whatever's Mm -hmm. in them is in them. And whatever's not in them, you're not going to put in them. That's a fact. So, so You you only can bring stuff out of people. So Luca the Don is top five in the league right now, in in your opinion? Easy. Yeah, like you talk, yeah, bro. 
Bro, you talking about somebody that averaged 30, 10, and 10 in, 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 in this I, last playoffs that just went by. I'm only asking you because you, know you got front row seats to see that. You know what I'm saying? You talking about... The reason why... The, the reason the reason why I'm saying is because like those numbers forget the numbers. Luca can do all that in his sleep. Then like he just loves people don't understand how much he loves basketball. Mm. Like he just loves hooping. You know what I'm saying? The thing that's good about him is the thing that's the thing that's great about him, Luca's a humble kid and he's a kid that like he wants everybody to be together. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to be bigger than everybody. He wants everybody to be together. That's one thing. That's one thing I've been blessed. I've been blessed to be around people that really appreciate what somebody do for them and listen. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Luca, whether it's KP, whether it's Tim Hardaway, whether it's uh, Trey Young, whether it's Dennis Smith Jr., you know, whether it's Harry Giles, you know what mm. I'm saying? Whether it's Zion, you know what I'm saying? Like, I coached him in, in, um, in um, Adidas Nation. You know, Wendell Carr. You know, it's a crazy thing. In the Adidas Nation, you talk about my McDonald's on American team, right? So, at Adidas Nation, I had like had Wendell Carter, Deontay A.N., had um, Kevin, Kevin Knox, Jason Tatum, um, uh, Jalen Brown, um, Jawan Evans, Dennis Smith Jr., Hamadou Diallo, like. Mm. Like that that's like the craziest thing, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I've been blessed to be around players that that, you know, and like I've been blessed to be around players that respect what I brought to the game. Facts. So so they ultimately show love and they parents and they parents show love. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, all those things go hand in hand. So, you know, it's like, you know, and I just like I said, I'm just an advocate for player development and I just I just wanted to keep going because it's so many people that's that's doing stuff that just doing stuff for the wrong reasons, and then there's so many people that's doing stuff for the right reasons, and kids need to be around the people that's doing stuff for the right reasons, because then it would it would help them get to to the level that they want to get to. Sam, you know we know the hours getting late, and um, you know? we definitely want to um, you know we we have some rapid fire questions for you real quick. And yeah, no doubt. But, um, we definitely before we get into that, man, we just wanna we just wanna ask you personally because. You know, as you said earlier, streetball meant so much to you. Actually, going to the streetball game, yeah. which gave you love. What what does streetball mean to you? And um, who who was some who was maybe one of your favorite favorite streetball players of all time? Rest in peace, Strick. You know, so many Ali Mo. Yeah. Um, but but give t- give us a little bit of. Um, yeah, that's that's but that's 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 easy for me. Like. Without streetball, it would be no God Sham God, period. Yeah. And then my 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 ultimate streetball player will always be future because without <laughs> Malloy Naismith, like, without, without me seeing him, I could never I could never have the vision. And without the vision, it would never be no God Sham God. And without Harlem, it wouldn't be a God Sham God. So like Fine. Fine. you know, I'm repping I'm gonna rep that to the doc. Let's put him in the corner, Joe. It's time to put Sham in the corner, man. Uh, I don't know, man. Sham, it's time for the corner, man. So I have a so this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. So this is the corner. We put you in the corner and give you some rapid fire questions. It could be one word, it could be extended, doesn't matter. We want to get mm-hmm. deeper dive into yep. the legend himself. So best hip hop, rap, or R and B album for you all time. Uh, 
Uh, best rap album for all time. It would have to be. It would have to be. Tupac, Me Against the World. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then it would have to be. Uh, it would have to be. Personally, though, for me, it would be. It would be. Uh, uh, Cameron first album and Mace first album. Tough. Sham, like, who we got? We got a, we got another rapid fire question for you. Who's your top five favorite or well, top five best handlers of all time? And you know you gotta. I mean, respectfully, you gotta put yourself in there. I mean, I would, but who who's your top five best ball handlers of all time? It could be NBA or it could be street ball. Best handlers all the oh, time. Well, would well be... give me give me give me five street ball players and then five NBA. Uh, my best hand is uh, all times that that's uh, it'd be that's not street. I mean, that's not an NBA. It would be Sherman Sherman Anderson. Mm. He was right now. Boog, Booger Smith. Nice. Uh, Skip Tamalo. Nice. Um, I would say I would, I would have to put I would have to put uh, Bone Collector. Yep. Um, trying to think, it was one more. Black Widow. I would say, yeah, yeah, Ali Mo, Black Widow, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah, NBA? That. Yeah, that's a good five right there. Who's your top five NBA? Uh, I mean, you, NBA, you had a conversation where you had Kyrie at number three, which you know. Yeah, so yeah, I would say, I would say NBA. I would say. Uh, I would say Isaiah Thomas. Nice. Uh, Tim Hardaway. Ooh. Um, Kyrie. Um, want to say. I like I like white chocolate. Oh yeah, Jason, Jason Williams. Williams. Yeah, I like. Tough. And I like uh. I gotta go with my guy, like Jamal Crawford. Oh man! And then I would say, like you know, six. I would say Harden. Yeah, Harden got a Harden, Harden and Kimber is like a toss up. Mm. Mm. Dope. Tough. Um, Sham, best sneaker brand that you wore or you like to wear on and off the court. And we know your shoe, but I'm saying prior to that. <laughs> Of course, obviously. Oh, nah. Before the the best shoe for you, I love was the Jordan Fours. Jordan Fours. That's why. I, that's that's why I added. I told the you, BG. To I told you, BG. Oh, yeah. Jordan Fours, oh. man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, B. Oh, my bad. Oh. My bad. Uh, my bad. Um, I gotta put um, Iverson. But I, I don't see the thing. No, I keep my five the same. The thing is, like, you know, people always have a yeah, because people, people always because people because people have a problem. Yeah, I was like he he did he did some things. I'm just about handling. Yeah, I think I, I'm with you, yeah. Sham. On that, I don't I, you know I don't put Iverson like, in my top five. I don't put him in my yeah, top five. Yeah, so that's 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 hard. That's that's a, you know that's it. So Sham, yeah, who, who, about, so Sham, next next question. We only got like two more. Who who is the yeah. who is the best player you've seen utilize the sham guard move the best in the NBA? 
I would say uh, Chris Paul and Kyrie, but my favorite person that did was Russell Westbrook. Wow. Nice. Dope. I, I like that. I, 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 I had Mario Ginobili, no, too. Mario Ginobili we had, too. Yeah, Ginobili, Ginobili, Ginobili too. But the thing is, because the thing is, uh, I, I would like, I would think is, is cause you know, every time he did, he always Euro step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so I always like to say, like, the, the, I always, I always say, I always call like Ginobili or a Harden step. Nice. You know because it's like, like, Ginobili did it, but then right to the bit when the end come, he do a Euro step Euro. instead of snatching back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sham, your favorite NBA city to play in or visit? Nice. Uh, that would be. I'll be right in Miami. Okay, and I got a follow up. Who was the person that gave you that, that got the best of you, whether it's street ball or even the NBA or CBA? Any names you want to throw out there? Uh, Shai. Uh, Holloway. Holloway. Uh, Every every time I play against every time I play against Shaheem Holloway, I, it didn't go good. Every time, it's not one. It's not one good memory. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever for whatever reason, for whatever reason, and then for I, whatever reason, I mean, I used to fucking get sleep, everything. <laughs> just, just, um, ball just wouldn't go in the basket, bro. So we know you're we know you're a fellow New Yorker. Uh, we got two teams here, Knicks yeah. and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I know you're. I know you're, you're biased in terms of who you represent on your end. Who you like? Who you anticipate to see more? And what do you expect from Kyrie and Durant this year, heading into the new year with the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, uh, I think. I think. Uh, I think the Nets gonna look crazy this year. I think you know, like I said, I think Kyrie is top three skilled player in the NBA. So and then he's playing with the probably number one, number two skilled player in the NBA. So, you know, you have that type of skill level, you know. And then the thing is that I think they're going to do good because, you know, because uh, Kyrie and Katie, they both got respect for each other, you know, yeah, right. those games. And then, and then you got Steve, you got Steve Nash, that's a coach that's like mm. one of the most humblest persons person you can ever meet, you know what I'm saying? And, but no, no basketball like the back of his hand. But like I said, he's humble enough where he he just let them do what they got to do. Um, Shane, last, oh, no, no, got, no, 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 no. Go B, go B, go B. You got it. One last question for me is um is uh NBA draft is next Wednesday. Um, you know, and uh we we got respectfully a couple of New Yorkers, uh, Cole Anthony, Obi Toppin. Um, what, what do you expect from them? Making their transitions to the NBA, and uh, give us some like some part words of, of, of what you think of your thoughts of them, their skill set, and how how well you think they're doing the league. Uh, man, I think they, I think, I think this, I think this class, the the people that's coming in the draft now is underestimated, right? And I think that's going to work good for them because people are not expecting so much, especially like after the top two. People are not expecting so much. So I think that's gonna work in the best of their interest because they're here to gradually come in and do what they gotta do. Not like people in the past where it's like, oh, this person has to do this, this person has right. to do that. You know, so I, I feel like, you know, even even like for Lamella, like I think he 
You know what I'm saying? I, I know him. I know his I know him. I know his father. And um, I think he's going to be great in the NBA because he's been playing adult basketball his whole life. And um, he got a great skill set. And no matter what, he's going to go to a team where they already got established players. Yep. Where he'll be able to go right in and make a smooth transition. And, and they're going to go to teams that that's not expected. Unless one of them go to Golden State. The other teams they go to is not expected to, to be right like some yep. stuff. Yeah, so so you get to grow. You know, you get to grow with it. And, you know, this time I hope the, you know, the Knicks don't pick the same type of player over <laughs> again. You know, like they do every year. Right, right. You know, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully they, you know, you know, they got some good people over there now. So hopefully they get out their own way. Mm. And, you know, we just looking forward to a, a great season, you know, to build off where we started off last year, where we yeah. left off. Yep. And like I said, I'm I'm with I'm with probably one of the best owners, if not the best owner in professional Indeed. sport. Facts. And you know, so you know, I'm just happy to be on this journey, and I'm gonna keep doing what I gotta do and do my part in this thing called life, brothers. That's Beautiful, all I'm doing. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna ask you one more question, and then we're gonna wrap it up. And I promise you this. What, yeah. what, would be, what would be God, sham God in the social media era back if, oh you, if, if you was playing in 95 in that era how would, what would social media think about you compared Man. to what you had now? <laughs> Facts, right? Sham, we, we Man, missed that we thing. missed that that's wave, Sham. That's, that's we missed that wave because if you was in that social media wave that's, it would have it been crazy, bro. So, but that's but that's 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 the thing people don't understand. So it's like you know what I was saying earlier. Yeah. When people feel you know the naysayers when they feel like man why you get all this now and this this and that it's like it's because they don't understand. I was getting that back then, but we just ain't have social media. Yeah, social media. It was word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? I remember I used to go to I remember I used, I remember I used to go to Ohio, and and with LaSalle and go to other places and they'd be like, yo, that's shame about that shame. I was like, what? How do y'all even know me? Exactly. You know yep. Yep. So, that's, so, so that's bigger than social media, you know what I'm saying, when it's word of mouth because that means the person that's telling you that, you trust them. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Good point. Exactly. Nah. And, then, and, then, and then, like, then like the social media era is like, the one thing that would have did for me and probably other, like, because the, the NBA now play like New Yorkers. Or a player like every, not I don't even want to just say New Yorkers because DC got ball players, Philly got ball players, but D, uh, they may play like every kid from the hoods, from hoods. Mm. When I say hoods, like DC, Philly, uh, New York, Baltimore, whatever. Any hood, if you go to a real hood, they play like that. Like the point guard, like a person dribble the ball, pass the ball, shoot the ball, rebound the ball, they do everything, right? So the one thing social media would have did. For for in our era was, it would have made the it would have made the people that struggle with belief once they got to college and stuff, they would have believed because they would always have people reinforcing them. Right. You know. You know what I mean? People from New York went to schools and got in beef with the coach and just their whole career ended. Yeah. Because because what happened was they stopped believing in themselves and they stopped. They start letting somebody tell them they're not good or you're not this. Only reason why people let you do this is because you was doing this mm -hmm. and doing that. No, no. So, you know, and then we and then we already fought for everything. So 
it would have just made us more aware of what was going on. I would have been aware of being God, sham, God, then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then when I went to Providence, all that stuff happened, that wouldn't have happened. Right. Because I'd have had so many people telling me, giving me the positive energy. Like, nah, man, you're the truth. What you talking about, bro? Like, you got, you know, this and that. So that's the one thing they benefit from. But the one thing that 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 they lack from is because social media and the video game stuff make them lazy. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? With us, we, 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 we was in a park 10 hours a day as to them being on social media 10 hours a day. Jesus. <laughs> that's true. You know what I'm saying? So that's so so that's so so so, so that's that's the that's the biggest difference of it all. You gotta think. Bro, I came up in the era where if we had social media, Vince Carter would have been better than Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Just on social media. True. True indeed. Yeah. I, I would I would already I would already been compared to Isaiah Thomas. Yep. I would have been already compared to Tim Holloway. You dig what I'm saying? I like dig. back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like Kevin Garnett would have been a freak of nature. He was already <laughs> freaking nature then. Right. You know what I'm saying? A person, a person like you know, you know who the benefit from social media? Tim Thomas. Oh yeah. Tim Thomas yeah. is tough. When Tim Thomas is A grade, Tim tough. Thomas, Tim Thomas should Tim Thomas should be he should be, like he had a great career and all that. But the Tim Thomas from the eighth grade, when I saw him in the eighth grade, he thought he was going to be the best player ever in the history of basketball. Because mm-hmm. he was in eighth grade, six nine, playing the one. Damn. At you Patterson Catholic. So then when he got Catholic. to college, they, yeah, then we got to college, they put him at the four. They did this, they did all this other stuff. But back then, they would have been like, yeah, go, 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 go. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think like people like Booger Smith would have made it somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Overseas, he did something because. He'd been on social media. He'd been a phenom. Facts. You know what I'm saying? People like Junie Smith that that scored buckets and all that. You know, like it's it's, it's a lot of people that would have been. Yeah, they still would have played street ball, but they would have been. It would been other opportunities, way, way, way more opportunities because the love would have been so different. Because everybody that played street ball back then was was in college. Right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? How's the difference between street ball then and street? Well, now. everybody that was in street ball, everybody that was like Malloy Future Home, they went to school. They went to school, like Division One school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so they knew ball. They just happened to play in the street, but they knew ball. You know what I'm saying? Where we where we where we in the era where you know nobody nobody don't respect nothing. True. So you know what so, I'm saying? You got you got the dudes want to hang with the players. It's like, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> So, Sham, I'm going to give you the, the platform to speak mm-hmm. about Puma and what you're doing, what you got coming up. And then on top of that, I want you to share your social media handles so people can follow you and follow what you got going on on Puma with your own shoe and then your plans heading into 2021. And then we'll close up the show mm-hmm. um, from there. Yeah, man, we got, you know, Puma, we got big things coming. You know, I got another shoe coming out, uh, sweatsuit, T-shirt, shorts. You know, I got uh, I got some programs coming where I'm gonna do um, like player development clinics. You know what I'm saying? Where you know I have guys like you know Brian and other guys on just to you know get feedback and, right. and help them get looks for the NBA because I'm trying to start this trying to start this program where like because uh, so many people ask me about 
to development people and things like that in NBA. So I want to be able to, you know, have them come watch people that I know. Yeah. And be like, you know, and then be able to send them to teams and things like that. You know, because there's so many people in New York City that's doing a great job at player development that don't get the credit or don't get the look. And, you know, for me, like I said, Puma's doing a big thing. We got Sneaky came out today. You know, the, uh, the, the new bots, you know, we got sneakers coming out this whole week. So, you know, Puma is a, Puma is a company for the people. You know, we give it back to the community. Yeah. You know, we're doing food jobs. We, you know, we first at Reform. You know, we had Black Lives Matters. You know, yeah. we, we just out here trying to do it. And that was important for me to make sure, you know, like I know this, Brian, to make sure the community benefits of anything that I do. You know, so so it's a good thing. You know, I just like to say, you know, all you young cats that's learning and working with, you know, guys like Brian Pitta, you may give people their flowers now. You know what I'm saying? Especially because most of the time when y'all young dudes are just doing it to help y'all help y'all develop, to help y'all grow because every time families don't got money to be paying like that anyway. Right. So the least y'all can do is when y'all do make it, just tell the truth, man. Just tell the truth. When y'all do make it, tell the truth. Don't let somebody come in and say, hey, you need to work with this guy for the draft when you've been working with one guy your whole life for the draft. Like, don't, 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 don't do that. Yeah. To tell the truth. Tell, tell the people who helped you when they helped you. Because when people help you for no reason, the one thing they owe is for you to tell the truth and to promote them to the world, period. Tell the world how they can follow you, Sham, and then um, I, and we'll close up with our final statement. Oh, uh, you could you can follow me at uh IG Shamgar twelve and on Twitter the real Shamgar. And you know, for most of you parents, just listen sometimes. That's all, man. Just listen, man. It'll be all right. Just listen, man. Cause if God don't want your kid to make it, they ain't making it anyway. So let's just be clear. Well, listening is a skill. That's one of Sham's Jews, man. Listening is a skill. <laughs> he told me that. You already know. Well, you already know, man. They well, got, they got, they got listen, man. Well, you know? Sham, this and is like probably. And I tell people, sorry. don't. Get yeah, Sham. You know, don't, don't. Yeah. No, no. What I was about to say, you know, like with, with Brian, everybody that's doing player development, don't be so overstanding that y'all overlook disrespect, man. Sometimes mm -hmm. I just gotta cut y'all ties, bro. You know what I'm saying? Period. You know. So, so Sham, I want to tell you this that. On behalf of me and BG, this is probably one of the most impactful podcasts we had. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to share a moment with my brother that I I've, I admired as a, as a young as a young man yes, and, to, and to who I became now. Uh, the reason I started my tournament is to get, have people like you to play on on hollow ground, and I know that same thing goes for BG. Uh, you knew my dad, you you know my lineage, so we're always connected. Mm -hmm. And tonight, I want to make sure you you get your get your due because you do a lot of stuff behind the, behind the scenes that no. people either respect or don't. You got two men here on this podcast that respect you to the utmost, and I just want to make sure that tonight, you know, you, you you got that love that you that you deserve. So we love you, and we appreciate you, and I, you. and then we thank you for spending all this time with us tonight, man. Real talk. Nah, no doubt, man. All love, you know what I'm saying? Y'all brothers keep doing what y'all doing. Y'all doing amazing things, man. And you know, you know, once the stuff calm down, you know, we'll get up and we do something together, definitely. Got you, man. Well, listen, Sham, we love you, man. Be safe. We're, you, on, we're one call away. 
Anytime you need us, man, uh, just, just hit just hit our line, man. All right, bro. Yeah, love. Love. Love, baby. All day. God bless you, man. Have a good All night. All right. All right. Bless. IBG, so uh, I don't know what else to say. It was... Uh, I mean, listen. Yes, go Episode ahead. four. Episode four, man. You know, I mean, look, we've been on here three and a half hours, you know, and that's and that's just a... And I, I mean, I'm not... I, I could have kept going, you know. Yes. With the rules and, and experience and the information that's being set, shared and given. And again, Sham God is a global renowned, known, uh, you know, influencer and basketball player, but he's a better person, you yeah. know. And I think what people will see on this episode is um, how, how humble, how meek, how uh, how much he wants to give and help. Yes. And, you know, like I said, again, it was an honor and a pleasure for me to work alongside him, to meet him yes. as he was one of my idols and one of my role models, you know, and um, just what he does for me now, you know, and it's, 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 it's the simple things, man. It's the, it's the, 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 yo, BG, keep doing your thing, man. Yep. I'm yep. seeing you, you know, just, just hearing that from somebody of that magnitude. Yes. Um, just gives me, gives me more motivation to continue to do what I do for the community and, and to continue to try to help people. So, no doubt. Um, episode four, man. Epic. I mean, this Ep is crazy. Epic. I want to shout out Chris Canty from the New York Giants for coming on earlier. I would definitely yes, want to salute. I want to salute my brother BG for spending all this time with these legends. And most importantly, I want to give a shout out to Randy Cruz on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. And to our guest Shamgar, God Shamgar, who's one of the best people I know in my life. And I had a, had the, the luxury of spending time with him tonight. You can follow BG at BG underscore Mr. Elias Express. You can follow Joe Cruz, myself, at Hoops in the Sun on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as J. Cruz CEO. I wanted to take this time out to dedicate this show on behalf of the Commissioner yes. Corner to two people that we lost this week uh, that was uh, in, inside the basketball community that gave back. And as you heard Sham's story, you know, you wanted to, to, you know, have people that give back. And I wanted to give a shout out and a moment of silence to Daryl Brown, who was a longtime videographer and photographer for all the streetboard tournaments, including myself. And I also want to give a, a, a rest in peace to, to Willie Howie, uh, the Willie Howie All-Stars. His brother was Sarab. Uh, you guys don't know who Sarab is. Sarab was one of the first people who did this photography stuff. Legit. Yeah. And with Polaroids and get you collages in a matter of days. And everything uh, from that point on, uh, from photography on Street Bull, we owe him. And uh, his brother was able to, to fulfill his legacy moving forward after he passed away. So this episode four on the Commissioner Corner podcast is dedicated to Daryl Brown and Willie Howie in their passing this week. Uh, so I just want to give a moment of silence on that real quick. God bless you. God bless your souls. We thank you for giving back to, 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 this, to this thing called Streetball and the grassroots. So on behalf of me and BG, we, we appreciate all the fans coming on tonight. Uh, yes, if you want to stay in tune with what we got going on, please follow at the Commissioner Corner on Instagram and on Twitter. Yes, and also follow Mr. B, uh, Mr. BG uh, on his Instagram and Twitter. Last but not least, if you want to subscribe to our show, we encourage Please. you to press the we encourage you to press the, the subscribe button yes. on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and as YouTube. well as YouTube. So please 
No Sour Patch Kids. We want everybody to support. Support is free. We're bringing on these legends on our on our account to share the stories with us, but also share with the fans. So please uh, subscribe to the Cruise Control Podcast Network. It's a simple click, and then we're gonna keep giving you the content that we that we um that we uh, enjoy so much. Next Wednesday we have Mr. Mike James, formerly Ooh. the Toronto Raptors, and we're working on Kareem Reed in terms of backing oh, up from Sham Guard into the, the glory days of the 90s. So, BG, I, I adore you. I love you. It's a great show. Um, I appreciate to have you on this journey with me. And there's more to come. So, on behalf of us, uh, I'm going to close out. BG, you can take the last statement. Shout out to Red Bull for supporting the, this podcast. BG, close it out. Uh, once again, just shout out to Chris Canty. Shout out to God Shamrock. And um, this is the Commissioner's Corner, episode four. We want to give a big shout out to again to Red Bull. Um, and just all those people who, who stayed in tune with us. We know this was a long show, um, but, you know, it, it was a beautiful show. And um, we got more to come, man. So we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, just follow us, subscribe, because support is free. And uh, hate going to cost you something. No doubt. And we got a couple of fans that gave us a shout out. Rice Andre said, great show. Uh, Jalen Tatum SSN said we're two goats. So we're far from done. Continue to subscribe to our our channel on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. YouTube. On behalf of blessings, on behalf of me and BG and the Commissioner Corner and Randy Cruz, have a blessed night. See you next week. Peace.